Welcome to the drunk tank, take a shot and much thanks for you coming out tonight. Have a seat and come in, yeah, yeah. Now turn the lights down low. Drinks are in the back, we're about to start the show. Okay, landed and killed and the landed are free. Coming together to spread all the peace. There's more to the story than you'll ever see. Hear up both sides before you just agree. Some of it's funny and some of it's deep. Open your mind and I can't guarantee that we will leave you on the edge of your seats. Now over the docks and a man for CC, okay. Well, as Matthew McConaughey would say, all right, all right, all right. Hey, what's up, boy? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the drunk tank. Chris, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing today? I'm staying all right until you try to be Matthew McConaughey. My Matthew McConaughey is just fine, all right? Go fuck yourself. Uh, it was not all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Looking forward to the show today? Yeah, sort of. Sort of? Like it's been a long week. It's been a long week. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. But, but first, we got a guest joining us. So we're going to roll that footage, and then we'll bring on today's guest. Fancy, everybody, please welcome to the show, Bill Bob Gaming. What's up, Billy? What's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me. Ah, we appreciate you being on, Chris. Fancy, fancy. We're getting fancy with shit now, ain't we? Yeah. Also, the audio did play, and also picked up you saying, "I wonder if the audio played." You know what? The same. We ain't, we ain't professionals, okay? <laughs> the day we're professionals, the day the show doesn't work. So suck it. But anyway. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Bill Bob, he is a uh, Twitch streamer, uh, uh, a first-person shooter fuckboy, <laughs> an Apex Legends and a Pokemon uh, aficionado, so please welcome to the show, Bill Bob. Anyway, what's going on, boys? How's your day? How's your week? All right. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Been chilling for most of the week, really. Yeah? That's good. Taking it easy? Yeah. At least one of us should after the week I've had and the week Chris has had. Holy shit. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. We got a long we got a long show today. We got a lot of discuss interesting discussions coming up. Got an interesting topic for the reason we wanted to bring you on, Bill. We've got some interesting topics we want to discuss, especially uh we want to talk about the differences between console and PC gaming and why and the cost. The barrier for entry. So Bill Bobby, you're primarily a console streamer, correct? Yep, that is correct. Nice. So we wanted to get you on for your perspective because uh, I started streaming on PC because I wanted to make sure my production was a certain level and I had the ability. I had a low end. I had a 
mid-tier laptop that could handle some some stuff. So I I made the choice to go PC uh for production reasons. Now I know a lot of people yeah. don't have that option and I I have a lot of streamer friends who are console streamers and I wanted to get your perspective on it. Not only the differences between PC and console, but the reception of PC and console because I know there is a lot of there's a lot of difference and there's a lot of sort of I don't want to say hate for console streamers, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things that console streamers that have to do have to deal with that PC streamers don't. And I wanted to kind of see if you had experienced any of that. But let's get through the opening rounds first. Disclaimers as always. If you are joining us for a drink live or watching via VOD, please make sure you are of legal drinking age in your country of residence. Two, don't drink and drive or text and drive. And please remember to drink responsibly. Let's go around the map and see what everybody's drinking. Chris, what are you drinking today? I am drinking I'm drinking Bailey's, but this is the luxury chocolate one. Because I thought, oh, I'd be fucking fancy today. Um, and it, it tastes like melted down chocolate. It's actually Ooh. so fucking nice. I put some ice in it, which I probably shouldn't have because it's making it kind of go like that. It's like switching colours midway through. But, like, it's actually really, really nice. It's, 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 it's smooth. It's got that little, like, you know you're drinking alcohol. It's got that wee kick at the end where it kind of goes up over 18. But other than that, it's actually... I can sit and drink it. I mean, I've also got my ginger wine and, like, my beer, but mm-hmm. that's my main one. And it's it's actually quite nice. I like it. Nice, I nice, definitely nice. recommend the, the, the luxury chocolate one. I don't know. The the normal Irish cream one, I think, is just going to be shite. Like, compared better, to that. Better than the layer cake you had last week? Well, the layer cake I could drink. The layer cake was the actually... God awful! Like considering was, some of the beers that I've drank, it, it was they actually that bad? It was actually there was that chocolate hint with the marshmallow aftertaste. There was the it was the overpowering and crap like other ones that we've done before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, that's but, good. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about this one. I can I can send drink this one. That's I good. Mix it. Out of my out of my fridge, I just grabbed uh, Pelican's Brewery Kiwanda Pre-Prohibition Cream Ale. Sort of, it's not bad. I had it this summer when I got out here. It's like a local thing. Uh, it's it's your standard hobby, creamy, ale thing. It's 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 really good. I mean, I I can't describe it because it's it falls into my description of above outboard and below the the bourbon barrel cream ale. Um, so it's kind of like, it's in that same vein. It's a very sort of even cream ale, good, good hoppy malt, good bitterness, good cream finish, good golden amber, all that. Like it's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's a good, like middle of the road, like, but yet not your standard bullshit beer. Yeah. <laughs> it, it fits my beer snob sort of <laughs> affectation that everybody seems to have. But anyway, let's move on. We're not going to talk about what Bill's drinking because we don't we don't talk about that here. No. So Bill Every, can go fuck Everybody his... knows I've got Doxy's favorite beer right no. here. No! And everybody knows that. Like, no! He's he, hiding it. He's he, hiding it. He loves the fact that I've got this beer right here. He, no, he he's actually quite fact. jealous. Before, the, before we went live, he, he was actually messaging me about how jealous he was that he hadn't been able to get to the show <laughs> to get that. 
You guys are lying, motherfuckers. So both of y'all get the double dubs. Budweiser is garbage. I'm pretty sure you said in a previous stream that Budweiser was like the gatekeeper to like a night out or something like that. I'm sure you have said that. I those words will never cross these lips. (laughs) Never. I will drink Outboard every day. Before I'll drink the boysenberry pie I had this week before I drink a Budweiser. 100%. Hate that shit. It's swill. But I'm not going to begrudge a man's taste. I'll just insult them for it. See that whole <laughs> rant? It was the heaven that when Budweiser come calling and say, we'll pay you some pennies to. <laughs> you'll, be to drinking Bud- you'll, you'll be drinking Budweiser. I'll be like, well, you better you Chris will take it. I won't. Why is your candy out and said here's a couple of pounds? I'd fucking bathe in the shit. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't drink Budweiser. I might drink one of their upper end beers, but not like Budweiser. Like they've got other stuff, but I'm not drinking Bud. No offense to people that drink Bud, except for you know Chris and Bill, because they're idiots. Nah. But if you drink Bud because you can, because it's what you can afford and what you like, that's fine. I just I can't stand the shit. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Can do it. I didn't know, I didn't know having a drink was an elitist kind of classist thing. No, I no. know, yeah. Mm. Why, why you got to do that, Chris? Why, why, you gotta, why, why you got to spin it like that, asshole? I'm not spinning shit. You know what I mean. Don't don't fuck with me like that. You're the one discriminating against Budweiser drinkers. <laughs> I ain't discriminating against Bud. Not the drinkers. Just the beer itself. <laughs> oh my god it's been a week boys it's been a week bill let's start with you how was your week give us give us a rundown of what it's like day in the life week in the life of the bill bob gaming the monster right. apex legends literally player. most of the time right just being a dad obviously i've got three kids at home so Oof. just spend most of the day looking after the kids you know right stressful days <laughs> the kids what do you expect stress yeah oh definitely yeah uh, my eldest is seven Mm. Um, three going on four um, next month, and then seventeen month as well. So, Ooh, you, yeah, you you got the range. I got I got all teenagers, <laughs> bro. I got I got oh, man. I got a twenty year old. I got two fourteen year olds, and I got a thirteen year old. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. They can look after me then. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think that? You think that? But it's not like that. It's not like that at all. I've got freedom. You've got freedom because you know you're you. <laughs> don't you? Don't you, Bill? Have a don't you got a pet of some kind too? I have a bearded dragon, which is right next to me. Yeah? Nice, nice. I don't. I don't have a beardy. I've never had one. So, what's it like being a bearded dragon owner? Amazing, to be honest. I've had originally. Um, you guys all know UK's monster. He's been a guest on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, the lid was actually only a baby and. Her first owner was actually UK's monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Monster are good friends like outside of Twitch. Um and I've had Shadow for going on six years now. Nice. Five years, sorry, not six. Um but yeah, she's like in my cave with me all the time. Whenever we're just hanging out, she just chills in a vivarium. She's made her like literally can just keep her out and she'll just chill. She's even good with the kids as well. The kids can hold her, stroke her, like underneath her mouth and top of her head and everything. She's fine with the kids. 
So nice. yeah, having a bearded dragon is amazing, especially with having kids as well. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've had dogs and cats and ferrets, but never a lizard. Bernadette wants to get, uh, Bernadette wants to get like goats and a snake and all this other shit. And I'm like, I'm cool with the snake and, and some ferrets, but not, <laughs> nah, I don't want the other shit. See, I did want a snake. Um, but yeah, the missus who is in chat now, as you can see, Joel's, yeah, she won't allow that. <laughs> nice. I, I, I once almost had a lamb. It was when I was working for Iceland as a mm. delivery driver. Like this was like ten, eleven year ago, mm. and it was I was doing a delivery and I was driving by a farm, <laughs> and they were selling, or it wasn't even that they were selling. It was just that the farm they they couldn't afford to run, so they were like selling off their stock. And they had like lambs and sheeps and cows and all that, and they were they were selling a lamb for like a hundred quid each. And I was, ah, I'm gonna fucking buy a lamb, so I bought a lamb, <laughs> and I was driving it back to the shop. And it was the until I got back to the shop where I went, fuck, what am I gonna do with a lamb? <laughs> I, I live in a, a fucking flat, <laughs> like I'm in, an, I'm I'm literally grew up in an apartment. What the fuck am I gonna do with a lamb? So I ended up finding like a sanctuary and like gave it in there. Is it kind of like that would be better? But aye, that was an interesting time. Like there's been a lot of times where I've almost like almost pets where I've went like somebody's turned like we had a when I ran a football team. One of the lassies worked on a farm and mm. she offered me like a pig, like a piglet, and I was like, oh, I'm taking a fucking pig him. And then it was there until I was about to go home with the pig where I went, again, where the fuck am I going to store a pig? Like, I need to stop with these impulse fucking purchases where I just impulse go, I fuck it. Like, I'll, I'll take everything him. <laughs> fucking impulse pets. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, my uh, my daughter that lives here, like, I've got, my kids are spread out. Like, two of my kids live with their biological mom, two of the kids live with here, and the other one I don't. We're not getting into that, but Anyway, like, my daughter here on the farm was like, can I have ferrets? Can I have this? Can I have that? And I'm like, we live in a fifth wheel trailer. You're you're sleeping in the living room on a roll-up mattress. Can we get all the living shit sorted first before we add ferrets on top of the dog and your brother and you and me and your mom? And then there's chickens and goats and a pig on the farm. Can we, like, can we get our shit straight first before we bring other living <laughs> beings into this mess? And, you know uh, what you should say? You should say that they can get ferrets, but it has to be a swap deal. Right? That's, that's what I'm, I was... You that was going to be... Ferrets, they take the, the, the children. That's what I'm talking about. I like that idea. I'll, 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 pitch, I'll pitch it at the next family meeting. <laughs> but, man, yeah, so you got the bearded dragon. You got the three kids running around. You got the are the the significant other because I don't know if you're married or girlfriend or what don't call it the significant other. Yeah, say yeah, we're engaged. Engaged. Congratulations. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. I've been married, been divorced. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, my feel. My feelings on marriage have. When I got divorced, oh, I was super cynical, and I'm still kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm in that middle space now with marriage and everything because. I've been with Bernadette 10 years, and everybody's been like, oh, well, you know, when are you guys going to get married? And I'm like, we're not. 
and they're like, why? I'm like, I've been there one and done, and now I'm like, I don't fucking know. I was, like, viciously yeah. against it. Now I'm just indifferent. So, I don't know. Maybe they're wearing me down. <laughs> maybe they're wearing me down. <laughs> Finally, after seven years. Ah, chat is roasting you, Billy. Roasting you. <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you that are, are new to the show, Docs is a little extra scruffy today because I got roped into No Shave November this week on stream. Because me and my big mouth, uh, we were sitting there talking about getting our nails done and whatnot. Because the last podcast, everybody was like, oh, get your nails done. Well, I was getting my nails done and a bunch of chatters, <laughs> a bunch of boys were like, well, why don't you join us for No Shave no Nut November? I was like, nope, that's not happening. They're like, what about No Shave November? I was like, ah, you'll have to pay me for that. And then chat went, and I did I did, I did, did the streamer mistake. Well, y'all going to have to pay me for that. And then chat went, how much? <laughs> and me not being like one of those streamers who are like, oh, 10 gifted and I'll do X, Y, and Z, right? I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. I was like, I don't know if we get like another couple subs or whatever, I'll, I'll do it for shits and giggles. Right. Cause I'm not used to being like, oh yeah, well, if you give me 20 gifted, I'll do this. Right. I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that guy. So the minute I say a couple more subs, I'm like, yeah, if we get a couple more subs, whatever, whatever, I'll do it. Not even thinking about it. Right. My brain just idly, not even thinking about it. Sure enough, fucking 10, 15 gifted rolled in. I was like, fuck. Oh, shit. I don't remember. <laughs> I hate this. This I like. This I hate. And it's like six days in, and I'm like, can I just cut my skin off? <laughs> and my girlfriend's like, no, you opened your mouth, and they paid you, so you got to suffer. And she don't like this either. She's like, you're scruffy. Go away. I'm like. <laughs> Just, it's gonna be a rough month boys it's gonna be a rough month what about you chris how was your week it's been a long week for you it's been a long week for me but let's start with you because i got a lot of shit to get off my chest <laughs> yeah no i mean it's not been massively like terrible no it's just been a busy ass fucking week so we're going through some changes work-wise and mm -hmm. Like, it's just a case of just try to get all that sorted. And then I've had another couple of projects that I've been trying to get sorted. And then yeah. why I try and get a wee bit more streaming in. Like, it was actually quite good. Like, I mean, Tuesday was Tuesday was an issue. Wow. Well, <laughs> because I thought I had time to play games with Bill Bob, and it turned out I was forgetting things <laughs> rather than having free time. Right. Um, oh, shit. So, um, <laughs> There's been the, the the last couple of days. It's been a case of I've got time to play games, so what am I forgetting? And I've been proper paranoid because, like, <laughs> what what happened is on Tuesday, I'd I'd met a lovely female companion on a well-known dating site. Um, mm -hmm. all dating sites are good, like just farmers dot com. Yeah, we're just not going to talk about the actual one because unless they pay us. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right. And, no, no naming here until they pay us. I got it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but literally within three hours of my day, and other work I had completely fucking spaced on the fact that I'd literally had a conversation with them saying that I would would go out for dinner. Uh huh. So like the whole point of it was that like at like five o'clock, like I have the text messages at five o'clock. I was at yeah. What will day is? I'll pick you up. We'll go out for something to eat. It'll be nice. All that kind of stuff. And then, at like, I was supposed to pick her up at like the back of, I think it was like seven-ish, I was supposed to pick her up. And then at half past six, 
Bill Bob went online playing Apex, so I messaged <laughs> and I was like, right, yo, I'll come play Apex with you because I've I've literally got free time. It's the first night in a long time that I've actually got time to just sit and do what I want. So mm-hmm. we ended up sitting playing that, and because because I'm a I'm one of the people that my phone goes constantly. I don't have my phone on; it's on silent. That's right. it. Because if I leave, if I was to time on, like at the moment, if I go anything, I look there. You go boom, bunch of notifications just right. within the last couple of minutes because it's just constantly gone. We get texts, emails, and all that. So I leave it on silent because it will just interrupt my entire life. And but what I hadn't realised is then I was too focused on playing Apex, trying to get my first kill. Oh which, no! Which then entailed that it was what, what time was it? it? Was about the back of ten, Billy, wasn't it? When something like that. Yeah. I finally looked at my phone, and that's where I found the like <laughs> seven text messages, thirteen missed calls, and wow. it was just like that. Honestly, hold on, where is it? I'll get. Text I wouldn't messages. mind though. He tried like. <laughs> Palming the blame off on me. He's like, yeah, no, you was playing Apex. I come and play games with you. He's like, don't, don't switch this on me. <laughs> you yeah. forgot about your day, not me. <laughs> oh. so it was like, we'd agreed all this at like fucking five o'clock. And then just before six o'clock, she was at like, just so long as you can still pick me up. And I was like, ah, yeah, I'll pick you up around eight o'clock. So that was at like six. And then at like ten past six, she was like, "Oh, I can't wait." Here's a wee kissy emoji, and I, just, I I didn't reply to that because like that's for children. I'm not fucking dealing with that shit. Um, <laughs> but then that's where I then went on Apex and got super hooked. So it was like ten past eight. What kind of card do you have? Then quarter past eight. What time will you be here? Half past eight, Chris. Five to nine. What's happening? Nine o'clock, can you answer your phone? Two minutes past nine, what the fuck? Half past nine, I'm guessing tonight is off. Five to ten, you're a cunt. Ten past ten, go fuck yourself, delete my number. (laughs) And then it was that last one where I seen my phone light up and I looked at it and went, ah, Billy, I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) We have an issue. Wow! So, <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday was not a, a great night for me in that that department. So <laughs> I've 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 been having to try like I I've been writing shit down there like the amount of fucking calendar <laughs> notifications I've been getting for things that I need today because I thought you know what that's that's it that is the kicker because I keep on forgetting stuff and like ADHD and all that kind of stuff is just right. what it is but like. Because I'm doing so much to now, mm-hmm. I need to start actually paying attention to shit because yeah. like, that's one of the, the the reasons why we're trying to change things for working on that kind of stuff because it's like, I need to be able to get that balance because it is, it's just a case of, like, even like my parents and that have been saying, I'm <clears> spending like 90% of my time either in front of this computer doing work yep. or just... Uh, I'm like I've not even actually been out the house unless it's been a work, right? So it's like I'm just um, and it, it was oh. kind of this week when I've been sitting looking at his art. Like I've I've literally ballooned back up to my original weight was when I started losing weight the first time four years ago, right? 
So I basically like doubled what my weight was, and it's just been me sitting, doing work, or sitting on the computer, doing other things. And I was like, ah, do you know what? This week alone, it was nice being able to just sit in game and not right. have to actually worry about shit. Like I was able to just like I done another extra couple of streams that I normally don't do, and it was just nice being able to go. I'm gonna do this shit as well. So mm. we're ho- I'm hoping for some change, and I can actually start. <clears throat> Because I don't want to just be able to do the work on the computer. I want to be able to do, like, see my nephews, see my family, see friends. Like, my mm. fr- like my sister and my pal for school came up last night, and we sat and just reminisced, had a couple of drinks, and it was just nice being right. able to actually talk to people, people, and know where headset on. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's oh. nice for human interaction. That's not... Through a camera with a headset on, but yeah, no, I <clears throat> you you made a great point, and before we we got other stuff before we get into the discussion, but I wanted to hit on it, Bill. What do you think of the work life balance uh, that Chris brought up, like going out of the getting off the computer and finding that balance? Because you're a dad, like I am, and and you do you do this for a living. Like, what's your thoughts on the work life balance? To be honest, it's crazy. Like with my eldest son, um, when he was born. I was working in a restaurant at the time. Mm-hmm. So doing the hours there was absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, so literally from him being newborn up until one and a half, two years old, I was in mm-hmm. the restaurant doing 10 to 14 hours a day, depending. Mm-hmm. So then it, w- it was re- really hard. Obviously, I wasn't streaming. Obviously, I was still gaming when I had time, if I had time. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Outside of work, but... Other than that, yeah, it was literally just work. As soon as you come home, it'd be shower, something to eat, bed. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And get ready for the next day. But then come to the most recent years now with the baby, because I'm currently like out of work. Um, but with the baby, it's, I'd probably say it's even more stressful, to be honest. Being at home, obviously having the three kids, obviously the two elder ones um, go to school. Um, we still got the baby at home. But then once like, the elder ones get back from school, it's just craziness as you yourself do you know what i mean yeah it's just <clears throat> it's just go always on the go yeah constant it's constant so yeah. even when it comes to like bedtime do you know what i mean you get them in bed it's still always on the did go did you shower did you brush your teeth you got your yeah, on? Just, did you use the oh, bathroom it's, oh it's a pain and then yeah. um gosh yeah they're just in and out of bed as well like oh can i have a drink or i needed to go toilet or do you know what i mean but yeah so I did use the stream of the morning because that was the best time, like during school hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the baby's getting older; he's a bit more demanding and more wild. Can't just throw him in the crib to the evening time. Yeah, I've switched it up to the evening time now. So once they go to bed, that's when I'm able to get the game time in and stuff like that. But sometimes as well, like if say of the morning going into the afternoon, if he has a little nap during the day. Um, I'll come up, have a couple of games for half hour to an hour, depending. Um, it just depends if I don't have like other things on as well. Obviously, I've got a house to run, I mean, clean, whatever. Right. So, but yeah, it, trying to find that chill time can be hard sometimes. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no. When it does come, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, like with me, like I since I moved out to Oregon, I was as as everybody knows who's been on the channel, and you know Bill and everybody. I was working 45 hours a week as a security supervisor. I'd come home. I I do most of the cooking and the grocery shopping and 
you know, take the dog for a walk and then try and be like dad and then boyfriend yep. and then dog dad. And then when everything settles down, all right, then stream for four or five hours, then do three, four hours of editing or, or, or background work. So I would literally get up the last year before we moved out here. I would literally get up at five thirty in the morning, go to bed at two thirty in the morning because I was working, streaming, editing, dad, trying to fit it all in and it wasn't working. Like I was just, I was hitting my head against yeah. the wall. But when we moved out to Oregon, it was like, okay, you don't have a job, which drove me nuts, put me in a dark yeah. place, but try to get your disability and then work on the stream. Well, I didn't have my studio up for like four months. Now that the studio is up and the disability stuff is in the process, my schedule now is get up at nine or eight or nine, you know, get ready for work, work from 10 to three, kids get home, uh, off stream hours, I either help out around the farm or with the kids or whatever and make dinner. And then I edit whatever in the background and I don't, I don't, I don't touch it. So I work five hours online and then the rest of the day I'm either doing stuff around the house or editing or whatever when I've got downtime. It's a much more healthier work-life balance for me. But the trick is, is I always feel like when I'm not on stream that I should be in there, like in there, mm -hmm. no matter what. If I, if I got projects or editing, I always feel like I should be up and doing something else. So my struggle right now is take my off-stream production time because I've already blocked it out and not overly commit to stuff at the house with the kids. They have their time. I've got it worked out where I'm only working eight to 10 hours a day between the stream and the off stream. There's another 16 hours or whatever, or, or there's another eight hours when they're home that I've got time to do stuff with them. Right. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't work all, I don't work all the time anymore and it's a much healthier balance, but it's a lot, it's hard to find that balance. Like for me personally, I know for you and even for Chris, like you said, work-life balance is such a hard thing for all of us to do. And mm -hmm. it's important that like you, you find it, whether, whether or not, you know, whatever way you can, but yeah. my week has been a complete circus. So <laughs> Sunday we do the RPG or Sunday we do the podcast to do the RPG. Everything goes, you know, Pretty well. That was the shit show. That was the sleep deprived shit show. We had the RPG that went over well. And then Monday, you know, everything goes off without a hitch. My stream, I'm a little late on my stream because, you know, got attacked, held against my will. Monday stream goes really well. Everything's good. Everything, everything's great, right? Tuesday morning, girlfriend can't sleep. So I get up and take the boy to school because I normally take the girl to school because they go to school an hour and a half apart. So she gets up, she takes the boy to school. She comes in the workshop, gets started on her work. She gets an hour or two where I'm not in here being an idiot. Right. But she couldn't sleep. So I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll take the boy to school. I get in the car. Don't take the dog with me. Drop the boy off. No problem. Right. Come on. Come all the way home. Get to where I'm turn, turn my turn signal on, go to turn into my driveway and, Bam! Rear-ended so hard, I get knocked into the next driveway 
My shit gets slammed. Break my seat. My middle console explodes. No windows broke. No, no, no airbags deploy. My whole ass end just gets rammed, right? Just like an elephant with no lube. I'm saying, right? Just, just obliterates my back end, slams me into the seat, right? I get out, stumble around, look behind me. It's this SUV. It's the whole front end is smashed in. Both of their airbags are deployed. So not me, not me being me was like, oh shit, they might be hurt. I might be hurt, but instantly it kicks in. Run down to her car. Hey, are you okay? I saw your your, your airbags don't move, whatever, whatever. She gives me the okay sign. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm more worried about you. Right? In and out. <laughs> um, uh, I check on this chick, and she's like, I'm so sorry. My brakes failed. I was like, that's fine. You know, it happens. I'm glad you hit me instead of going into oncoming traffic, because that could have been, you know, real yeah. bad. Right? State trooper shows up, and he goes, hey... I don't want to be a dick, but I got to do this fast because I got grand jury and there's only two of us on duty. And I got to be in the Capitol in like 20 minutes and it's 40 minutes away. I'm like, all right, insurance. The chick doesn't run away. She gets all her insurance. We swap details. Bernadette comes down. She's like starts investigating shit because, you know, Bernadette, CSI, like what happened? How are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. She's like, you look yellow. I'm like, ah, I'm fine. Whatever. You're going to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital. We go in anyway just to be sure. Go and sit three hours in the urgent care to get diagnosed with aches and pains and minor, mild to moderate whiplash. Okay, whatever. Doing fine. Get in the car. Bernadette starts driving. The world does this. Blah. Vertigo kicks in. I'm like, fuck me running. Right? So, next couple days, I'm not allowed to do shit. Cancel my Wednesday stream. Uh, just rest up. Feeling okay. Thursday hits. I, I stream uh, Little Hope with Dread. That goes off phenomenally. Workout throughout the day. I'm feeling fine. Insurance calls me. Hey, hey, uh, docs, we got a bunch of stuff you got to do. Fill out paperwork. We'll take care of you. Here's the kicker, though. I've dealt with insurance back in Wisconsin where it was like, we don't want nothing to do with you. Here's a check. Move the fuck along, right? Here in Oregon, I got a personal phone call from a case manager who was like, what happened? Da, 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 da. Tell her what happened. She goes, okay, we'll cover your hospital bills. We'll take care of your car. And we'll figure out how much it's worth based on her coverage because she's at fault 100%. I was like, okay, well, she said her brakes failed. It's mechanical. How's she at fault? The woman literally goes, no, no. It's her responsibility to make sure her vehicle is roadworthy and well-maintained, and she needs to be driving a proper speed and keep her eyes on the road. And I said, whoa, whoa, slow your roll. The girl said that she was driving and doing her job, but her brakes went out. She goes, doesn't matter. This is how it is. This is how we treat it. And I was like, mm, I'm not. That's a little rough. She goes, don't worry about it. She's covered. We got you. You're both with Progressive. We'll, 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 we'll take care of everything. I was like, all right, that was a little aggressive, but whatever. <clears throat> Friday rolls around, get a phone call. Same chick, aggressive. Hey, Rick, or hey, Docs, how you feeling? Eh, you know, my neck's a little fucked up, vertigo kind of subsided. I'm still sore. Don't worry about it. Hey, we got some updates. Updates, we're going to give you an open medical agreement for the next two years. So if anything related to the crash pops up, vertigo, pain in your neck, whatever, covered. 
hundred percent. Go to the doctor, get your shit checked out. I was like, huh? <laughs> say what? She goes, yeah, it's on us. We got you. And I was like, this this don't seem right. She goes, no, no, this you're 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 with Progressive ten years. The woman's been with Progressive. You've got personal injury protection. This is how we roll. I was like, okay, I, I can get with that. And then she goes, oh, by the way, we got your rental car on us. I was like, say what? She's like, yeah, go pick up your rental. Do what you got to do until the appraisal on your vehicle is done. We're paying for everything. Get to the rental car agency, get a different story. Get to the rental agency, get the SUV. Nice car, real nice car. 2021 Nissan Rogue, all the tech, spoiling me rotten, spoiling the girlfriend rotten, right? We go to check it out, and the girl's like, oh, you got to pay for the insurance waiver out of pocket. I was like, all right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Pay the $120 out of pocket, whatever it is, for the week, because we don't know how long we're going to have it. So we pay up for the week. Progressive calls me later that night and says, hey, did you get the rental? Yeah, we got the rental. There's a catch. We had to pay for the insurance waiver out of pocket. Before I could even finish the sentence, Progressive chick goes, what was that? Out of, out of pocket? I was like, yeah, the, the woman at the rental agency said, we got to pay it out of pocket. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. You didn't have full coverage on your van. We we got this. Send me the rental agreement. I'll update your reservation so the, the insurance is on us. I, I said, okay. She goes, I'll email you a bunch of links. You send that shit back. Saturday morning rolls around. I get up to go to the coast, Bernadette, drama happens at the house. We get it sorted, right? We go to the coast. I get a couple notifications on my phone. Bing, 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 progressive, like five emails. I'm like, okay. It's literally my progressive caseworker goes, send me the rental agreement and I'll reimburse you what you paid for the insurance immediately. Send me this release and we'll move forward on getting all your medical shit sorted. Okay. It's like, all right, cool. I send it all back. We're on the boardwalk. We stop at our store. I have a few minutes to get everything sent to her. Within three minutes of sending her all the information, I get a link. Hey, put your bank information in, in there, and we'll get everything started to get you paid. All right, well, I'm not going to do it while we're in the store. When we're on the road, that's fine. Put my bank information while we're on the road. Hit the go button. 45 seconds later, I get a notification. 45 seconds later, notification from my bank. Hey, there's a direct deposit. Excuse you? Get a second, get another email from Amanda. Hey, I took care of that problem. Don't worry about it. Sorry you had to pay out of pocket. We got you. <laughs> Say what? That's not how this is supposed to work. I mean, this is how it's supposed to work, but I don't know that. I've never had that. So, like, I went from being, like, I got $20 to pay the rest of my bills till I get to the bank on Monday to being, like, we're good. And then, t on top of that, as we're on the boardwalk, right, it's raining cats and dogs because it's Oregon. No problem with that. But I didn't realize as we're walking, I started doing this. Vertigo kicked in, didn't realize it, right? I'm kind of like, ooh, Bernadette's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. And then I do one of these. Like, nah, Vertigo's back because I haven't been moving a lot. I haven't been doing a lot since the accident. Yeah. Uh, Vertigo's back. Insurance is taking care of it. Got a phone call. Insurance is going to 
cut me a check probably Wednesday once they get the appraisal done. So, like, I've never dealt with insurance like this before. And it's kind of nice. <laughs> Is that, like, I, that's, I don't know how, I don't know how to feel about this. I feel weird. <laughs> that's been my week. In a nutshell. Eventful. Yeah. <laughs> my poor <laughs> car. Huh? For the good, though? Yeah, um, like, what the, like, is that how insurance is supposed to work? Because, like, yes. I've been, I've been yeah, insurance. exactly how it's supposed to fucking work. <laughs> I've been insurance my entire driving life. And I've had cars get totaled out. Because the one of the cars I had, an SUV rolled over the hood and smashed it to bits. And they totaled it out. And they cut me a check for like 900 bucks. I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get a replacement car? And they were like, hey, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Out here in Oregon, they're like, just have all the money. Like, just, we got you. And I don't have better insurance than I did back home. Like, my liability, my uninsured driver, all that's, you know, the same. I didn't have personal injury in Wisconsin. I, I have it here. But, like, they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Whatever you need, we got you. How is Wisconsin so different than Oregon? I don't understand this. I mean, you'll probably find that it is that it's different. It's just in Oregon, people do their job. Yeah, probably. Because, like, here, like, I had that accident a couple of weeks ago when the woman, mm -hmm. like, came out and hit me at the back. And within 24 hours, her insurance had called me and was like, ah, look, she's said that she was at fault. This is what happened there. Because originally, I was just, we were just going to go off book. I would send her what the garage said it was going to cost. She would probably get it fixed. That would it. Don't have to worry about insurance. But then right. ended up, she ended up contacting insurance anyway and saying, I've hit somebody. Duh, duh, duh. They've gave the details and they phoned me. Now, when I was looking, I, my neighbour, two doors down, some mechanic. So I'd straight away go to him across that. Going to right. make sure that there's no damage, damage, that I can still drive the car because I, that I was still working and stuff. So I, I need to make sure that I can still, there's no actual damage. And even he was asked that, like, to be honest, there's probably about 150, 200 pounds worth of damage because it was right. like facial damage. It was like, yeah, maybe have to get this bit re-plastered, get this bit smoothed out and re-dent like, it. That would have been it. And when the insurance phoned me, I could have either taken a payment of... They quoted the job at £900. Now, my mechanic said that it was about £150, £200 worth <laughs> right. of work. So I could have taken a £900 check, got somebody else to do the work, and that would have been it. Because I could still drive the car. I didn't need a rent on it. I was like, right. oh, do you know what? No, I want to get it all done right. You sort it out and thing it. And that was it. So they took the car away, delivered a rental car, and picked up my car, so I didn't even have to go anywhere. They just came and took right. it. I used my car, the, the, the rental car, the car, use it for work. And all. But it was funny because trying to explain to them, because it was like, ah, well, you need a rental car. And I was like, I'll need a rental car, but I need to use it for work because my car insurance is for, like, oh, I hear you can take out, like, your fully contractor car insurance or your third party, but you also, within that, you have social, domestic, and pleasure. And then you can have, like, um, if you need to drive to work and stuff like that, you need to have that as an actual extra that can cost a wee bit more money. So the way it works for us is because I have that insurance, I was I need a car that I can take to work. 
And right. I got, oh no, that's that's fine. You can use your car to get yourself to and from work. I was like, ah, like, um, no. just what's your what's your daily average to work? And I was at ah, about seven hundred and fifty miles. <laughs> and it was a kind of thirty second pause silence. Was oh. like, where is it you work? And I was like, I'm a delivery driver. I drive from here to London. Like it's seven hundred. It's actually it's closer to nine hundred all round trip. Right. And, like, and and you do that daily. I was at like, about three four days a week. I the other days I only drive to Barnsley, which is about <laughs> four hundred and fifty mile round trip, and it was. Oh, I don't know if our insurance would be able to... I was like, well, your insurance better fucking cover it because that's what I need my care for. But they ended up covering it, and it was lucky that, that week I didn't have any London jobs. It was I was in Edinburgh, and I was doing it Barnsley and stuff like that. It wasn't really anything right. special. But it was like that all came back. The car was... The thing. They even valid my car. Wow. So, because nice. they at, so they fixed it back, cleaned all the inside, cleaned the outside... Everything was perfectly. Didn't it cost me a penny? They dropped my car back half. They even pumped up my tyre. Fucking couldn't have asked for more. Like, that's how you're supposed to be treated when you're covered. <laughs> See, I, I don't know. That. Bill, is, is, have you had insurance? Like, an insurance story? Like, have you had to deal with insurance? Because this is the first no, time yeah, I've been nothing, taken care of. No, yeah, I've not had nothing like being claimed through the insurance. No, I obviously, I used to drive... Um, well, ride, sorry, a motorbike, but I didn't have no problems where I had to go through the insurance or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, to, yeah, right? <laughs> to, me, like, to me, this has gone, like, really, like, I didn't expect this, and, like, me being the pessimistic optimist, part of my brain's like, when's the shoe gonna drop? And then the other part of my brain's like, shit, they're taking care of you, don't jinx it for the rest yeah. of us! Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, man, yeah. but before we jump into the big topic, I want to get to know Bill a little more because I know Bill from UKZ Monster, and I don't know where you, I'm assuming that's how you met him too, Chris. Yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because I uh, I found Monster through Silver Studios, and then Monster <laughs> had me do voice work for Marvin, and mm -hmm. then I would hang out yep. Monster Stream, Monster Stream, when I had the time. And then Bill was always popping up, and then Bill and I got to chit-chatting, and Bill and I are eventually going to hook up and do a project together, eventually. Um, yep. But I want to get to know Bill a little more. I know the stream wants to get to know Bill a little more, so we're going to ask you a few questions. You down for that, Billy? Yeah, And we'll chime fine, in, too. So, uh, typical question we ask anybody who's a streamer. Wait, wait, what's your age when you got laid? <laughs> 14. <laughs> 14. Just saying. That's, that's the questions we want to know. When do you lose your virginity? <laughs> no, no, you've been asked, man. That's up. <laughs> All right, uh, let's ask, let, let's ask the bog standard. What got you started? What got you started in the stream game, brother? Well, to be honest, it's just it was mostly to meet like new people because. Literally every day, anytime I was gaming it, it was just me and UK's monster. Like we'd be playing whatever it was from Mortal Kombat to other shooters to Fortnite, whatever it was. It was literally just me and Monster gaming. So I wanted to how could I put it? Spread the horizon, do you know what I mean? Try and find more people to game with and meet new people, just start interacting with a lot more players because obviously we was always just in a party chat. We'd never speak in game chat. So it was literally just me and Monster for 
years to be honest <laughs> do you know what i mean there'd be the odd time we'd be in game chat with me the odd person but then it'd be a week to chat to him and then they don't game no more do you know what i mean so it just stick mm. back to the base of me and monster um but yeah like i've met some amazing people on the way those like really have so but yeah started streaming like i said it was just mainly great comfort zone as well do you know what i mean being in front of the camera to do you know what I mean? Whoever's watching, really, even if nobody's watching, just having that camera on and knowing it's there, it's like it's a bit nerve-wracking. Even still now, after what a year and a half of streaming, it still does get nervous sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Just knowing that the camera's on and and you're live. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but yeah, literally just mainly and meet new people, find new people to game with, just have a good time, really, mate. Yeah. Do you ever get that feeling like? I've done it a couple of times where, like, you'd be you've been streaming and all that kind of stuff. Do you ever get that feeling that see when you're gaming, just off streaming all that, and you'll be doing something while you're gaming and go fuck the camera, like you'll like be yeah. trying to clean your nose or something like that. And go, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I've just done that on stream, and then it is there until yeah. you realise, oh fuck, I'm not streaming. But I get that so many times. Like you'll stone up like, and then go fuck, I'm not wearing trousers. Ah, uh, we're all right, it's fine. <laughs> yeah but i do it on stream as well like especially when i'm playing apex when i'm mid fight shooting or whatever i pull funny faces and tongue <laughs> comes out and something do you know what i mean and then i do it off stream and i thought oh shit put my tongue back in stop doing the face <laughs> just do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that, that's a, you, you you mentioned a great point is getting comfortable in front of the camera chris yeah. you're you're the newest one to the stream game out of all of us was getting used to the camera the one of the bigger issues for you? No, no really. Like it was weird because like I've never been somebody that wanted to be centre of attention or like mm. I like to just be the guy in the background that can just sit and do the work and somebody else can take all the fucking I don't care. As long as the work's getting done, that's it. But to be honest, it wasn't the camera that was the biggest issue. My biggest issue is will people be able to understand me? Like, that was what was right. mere nerve-wracking yeah. to me, was just, what if people don't actually understand me at all? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... Like, because... Like, it sounds stupid, because, like... It's such a, 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 a small fucking niche thing to be nervous about, considering that, like, like, like so many people, it's like, oh, what if I'm terrible at the game? What if I look stupid on a camera? What if that? But to, like, most Scottish people, it's like, we literally speak a language that 70% of the world speaks, but mm. we still can't speak it right. <laughs> like the actual main language is something that we can't speak <laughs> right and that was all that was what Ms. Mare worrying about me is what if I'm talking too fast what if because like obviously the Glaswegian accent is because I travelled for work when I was doing like the, the, the bike racing and stuff like that and we travelled mm. through Europe I learned to adapt a a kind of a slower talking speed because we were talking to like French and Italians and Germans and Dutch and all that. Like I lived in Holland for a year, so it was like I learned to kind of change my accent enough that people, it was mere noticeable to be able to understand. Mm. But I've noticed that there's times where like if I'm playing games, like even like especially horror games, 
the Glaswegian accent is like a low, fast, droning like language mm. or accent. It's like with, like my pal for Holland used to always say that if me and my brothers and that were in a room together and we were talking, she would have a really hard time keeping up the conversation because right. we'd be talking so fast and so low and it would just be difficult. And I was always worried that I'd be talking like that and people wouldn't actually understand what the fuck I'm saying. Well, I get like that with my missus. Her dad's side is Scottish, so when all them are in a room together and they're speaking, I'm I'm like, wait, slow down, <laughs> slow down, come on, give me a second here. Then yeah. like, I'm still trying to figure out what they said like four sentences ago. Do you know what I mean? And they're <laughs> on a completely different subject now. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I can feel that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was just that was my my main worry was just what if nobody can understand me and I want to host a podcast (laughs) I think what I'll say like me actually being that person is it's just the speed of it like when you get proper talking to each other like obviously I've witnessed it with um, my fiance's family like they go very fast and then when it gets to that point my brain fries it's like wait what yeah what (laughs) do you know what I mean so yeah for me it's just the speed like once they start proper go and it's like, hold on, yeah. like let's do you know what I mean? But when they're just talking normal, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I I can totally see that uh uh on your end, Chris, because when when you and I started hanging out, I didn't have a problem understanding you and I when you had mentioned that you're from like obviously you're from Glasgow, you're like, Oh, my accent's bad. I was like, not not really. It's not thick. I I don't have a problem with it or understanding you. Um, no, I'm good. Um, I and I didn't think as are if you were like slowing yourself down, but like over the year, you like I've never had a problem understanding what you're getting at. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, I've definitely like from before I started streaming with like, you and that. Obviously, I would game like with Titan and would play like, league and stuff like that. So, just with my background and like doing the bikes and that, I've been able to like I slowed myself properly down. Mm. What I have noticed that when I'm playing certain hot, like see when I was playing that Poppy Playhouse, mm-hmm. I've clipped a few times where I went proper glass. Yeah, region, you have. Where like it was just in that fear. And there's other times, like, see, back in June when I was doing the birthday stream and I was mm. playing Call of Duty with my mate, there's a lot through that where me and him are talking and it does sound really, really quick. Uh-huh. And I, I've sta- I've noticed a, there's just a couple of times, like, when I, I'm mere, I'm not thinking about it, I have a lot more of the Glaswegian sort of drone. But... Uh, Obviously, it just it's just through practice and just keeping it going. But I that was mere. It was always just what if nobody can understand me and they're looking at me like this guy is shite at games. He looks stupid and we can't understand him. Like that's the tri factor of fucked. Is a right. streamer. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the the trick for me was streaming. I don't know. I I don't know what the. Because the camera, I'm not one of those guys that wanted to be the center of attention either. I don't, I don't like being on camera. I don't like photos being taken of me a lot. But 
for me, streaming is different because I've worked as a bartender, I've worked as a nanny, I've worked as a martial arts instructor, I've been a stunt uh, instructor, I've been a bodyguard. Like, for me, when the camera goes on, it's time to go to work. So the gear shift. So, like, my voice comes up, my my inflection changes, my 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 energy changes because working as a bartender, you got to be moving and constantly. Hey, what do you need? What do you need? Because you got to make those tips. And I I've said it over and over again that to me, streaming is like being a digital bartender. What I'm doing for the stream is the drinks that I'm serving. Yeah. So as as I'm greeting chat as like when Habba comes in or Dread comes in or you come in, I know your name. I know your backstory. If you talk to me about it. I know what your your favorite games are, and I know you know general tidbits about you because then that allows me to then form a connection with you beyond what we're doing, right? Yeah. That's that's the bartender logic. And then a lot of times people are like, "Oh, well, then we're not getting the real you docs." You are. You're just getting a kicked up version of me. Like everybody yeah. knows who's been in my streams before that I have a different voice. My normal voice is not this. My normal voice is this low register, deep, gravelly sort of like voice. That's not what you get on stream. You get this, you get an upper tone, you get an energy inflection, you get a, hey, motherfucker, let's go. You get this sort of like, I'm going to call you on your bullshit. I move a lot. I gesticulate a lot. So the camera wasn't an issue for me. My biggest fear when I started streaming was, who the fuck's going to turn up and watch a 39-year-old streamer who's gray-haired and, like, horrible at video games? Like, my my concern was actual the gameplay and the content. Who's going to turn up for the content? Not the production, not, not being on camera, not the personality, but the content. Who the fuck's going to tune in when you got all these other streamers who are younger, better, faster at the game? Or, you know, you know that was my issue. And it's interesting that all of us... Um, all of us have a different thing. And, and Greg, you're right. There is a problem with the approach that, um, parasocial relationships can form where viewers think they know you and they're your friend so that they then rely on you as a friend when really you're just the voice in the room. You're the bartender in the room. You're, you're, you're the friend when you're at the bar. And sometimes that happens with everybody. Like there's a lot of streamers that don't even portray as being friends and they still end up in these parasocial relationships because there's a, a lot of people that just don't have the social intelligence to be able to know the difference. So I think it, I, there's a lot of times where it doesn't actually matter because there's a lot of different things that can go to that end result and know just you being a friend right but I, they're just if you're there people just gravitate that there's something that but, you're their best friend now. but i don't i don't i don't portray my i don't i don't say i'm your friend like i've always been up front that i'm literally the digital bartender just because i know your name and i know your history and i'm friendly and i i remember you and i remember your drink doesn't mean we're friends like i've never I've never said, hey, I'm, we're friends, we're boys like that. I've always said, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I know your name. I'm glad I, you're willing to share with me. I've been always up front with, 
don't get it twisted. I'm here providing a service, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to take the time to get to know you. And I think a lot of times that attitude gets conflated with, well, he doesn't care about me or it's, he's my friend. It's either way, either some people are like, oh, he doesn't care about me, but he wants to get to know me so that I can subscribe and all that. No, 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 no. I get to know you because it makes for a more interesting dynamic in chat. Yeah. But if you see me out, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a fist bump and say, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'll be cordial and civil and friendly, but you're not coming to my house for dinner. Like, don't, yeah. I'm not like you will or dread might or bill might or monster because we have a, we have an advanced relationship. But like the average viewer who comes in regularly, I'm, he's not coming to my kid's birthday. Like that, we don't got that kind of relationship. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and like Dred said, it's going to increase the chances of it. Granted, but it's the only way I know how to be genuine. Like if if you came in and I'm like, oh, Habba, that's great to see you, and I don't, I don't take the time to get to know you. I don't take the time to invest in you. Why the fuck are you coming back? You know. Well, it's true. What do you, what do you think, Bill? Well, well, to laugh. Yeah, I know this is a train wreck. But what are your <laughs> thoughts on that, Bill? Like, what do you, what do you think about that angle? I, I don't know. Like, it depends, really, because sometimes with me, like me personally, when I'm on a stream, like especially while I'm playing Apex, I can get that annoyed sometimes. I have done it, like, and I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Then I realize once I've said it, and then I've just come back to the screen. It's like, wait. It clicks very quick. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh shit. Yes. What's going on? How are you doing? Do you know what I mean? I appreciate you coming through. How's your day going? But, but then it's just for that first split second. It's like, oh, how are you doing? Welcome in. And then it clicks very fast. And it's like, oh shit. What what the fuck am I doing? Do you know what I mean? It's like so trying to keep on that ball. Really, like for me especially, because I get very stressed at Apex. I'll admit that. Oh, um, I've seen it. I've, I've we've all seen it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So dealing with randoms is fucking stressful. So um but no yeah, like when it comes to splitting the game when I'm speaking to chat, I do try and obviously break that stress level. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To try and bring the energy back to chat again. Do you know what I mean? I don't wanna bring the stress from the game, even though it's still part of the stream, I don't wanna bring it into the part where I'm talking to chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to try yeah. and keep that energy level different. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fair enough. Like when I'm in game, I'm screaming, screaming, shouting, effing and jeffing, whatever it may be. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But <laughs> that's, that's just how it is. Mm. But yeah, like when it comes to the chat side of it, yeah, definitely. I do want to be more engaged. And that is something I'm actually working on myself at the moment as well. Is trying to be more engaging and try and keep the conversation going, basically, because that is something I do struggle with. Yeah because that's what i was saying with uh to chris as well all week it's like yeah when it comes to sunday gonna need a little bit of help because yeah <laughs> me trying to keep things going you know what i mean i just start mumbling my words and forgetting things and then there'll be a pause where i don't say anything it's like oh yeah what was i saying do you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah I, I think that's yeah. i think that's normal though because like let, let's face it streaming streaming is a form of live entertainment and if you mm-hmm. A lot of streamers don't have 
training that like entertainers have, like stand-up comics or actors or we we all turn on a camera and just fucking go. There's no there's no streaming school where they're like, and this is how you interact with chat. This is how you how you interact with the content. There's no there's no there's no tutorial on how to like like you said, keep the energy in game and then Mm -hmm. switch immediately to the energy in chat. To then yep. bridge the two so that it's a seamless thing. There, there's no manual on how to do that. And if there is, mm-hmm. it's not going to yep. work for all of us. Like, we're all different persons. Right. Like, Chris is a Scottish idiot. Bill Bob is a, <laughs> a, 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 and he's a first-person shooter fuckboy. And I'm just a moron. Like, let, let's say it. Like, all of our approaches are different. Like, none of us are going to have the same personality, skill set, um... Yep. Diction, affectation, we're not going to have the same production, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. streaming, whether it's it's just chatting or video games or podcasts or voiceover or whatever you do, you kind of got to feel out you and your Mm -hmm. community. Your community has to like feel itself out. And one of the things that Chris and I talk about all the time and we'll, we'll go on is through our network. Our family, our community that we got, Chris's channel, my channel, your channel, Monster, uh, Ready Play Go, all of these channels have a, we want to form a sense of community to where like, and I think last week I made this analogy and I'll make it again. When you're done at Dox's bar, you're going to roll on to Habba's bar and have that same sort of communal, like, hey, how you doing kind of feel, but it'll be different because it's Habba. Or if you move from Habba to Billy... You're going to have a different experience, but you're still going to have that, like, welcoming, open, engaged sort of, like, feeling, but it's yeah. going to be different. It's like going to pooling. You don't shoot on your home turf every day. You got to adapt to the situation, and everybody's bar or channel in this analogy is different, and I think that's great because I don't want to go to Chris's channel and see my, me, right? I don't want to yeah. see me being imitated. I don't want to go to Bill's channel and see Monster imitated. I don't want to go to Ready Play Go and see Critical Role imitated. I want to see Ready Play Go. I want to see Chrissy. I want to see Bill. I want to see Monster. Uh-huh. But I yeah. want to have that sense of I'm welcome. And however the streamer yeah. provides that, I think, is the key to success, whether it be by being me or you or whatever. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the ones, like, the way I would word that, which is pretty similar to your is every stream is going to be different. Like, the energy and the vibe that you're going to feel in every stream is going to be different. Like, like you straight away, you can go away. Have a plane, like, Uncharted last night, right? Or when, Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, I missed that. I was looking um, forward to that, but we didn't get back to late. Yeah, well, even at that, like, you look back to, like, on a Sunday when she was playing Last of Us 2, right? We would be enjoy like I'd be enjoying the game because I'd never played through the game, so I was enjoying the story. But the topics and conversations that we would have in chat, it was that kind of way. It was topics in that that you could see happening in other chats, mm-hmm. but it was less that it was it was mere just the fact that, like you said, you want to be able to send your viewers to another stream. And then they could think, because you just move on and it's like having a good night out, you, like bar hopping. I think what the difference is, is when you create a community that every streamer is proud of having, yes. it doesn't matter which stream they go into, 
it's still they're gonna be respectful, they're gonna be kind, they're just they're not gonna be cunts, they're gonna enjoy the content, they're gonna converse, no be rude. That's what you want. You want a community that can go into five, six, seven different streams and act accordingly. Because you don't yeah. want it like you, you could find it like you go in a mass stream and nine times out of ten I've got a horror game gone, right? And it's about using like the sound alerts and just having time. It's less about having these big, big conversations in chat. It's more just about ripping the arse out of me. Whereas right. you go into Habas chat and you t- you're able to talk more about, like we were talking about in Last of Us 2, because it was like 20 years in the future, would tampons be out of date? <laughs> like, that's the type of conversation. But the topic heading, you would think, well, that's just a weird conversation. But we were going into a kind of like, it was more like problem solving, and we came to the conclusion that they must have came up with like a reusable system to be able to do it. So <laughs> it, it, even though it sounds as if you were having this weird-ass conversation about, in a video game, would tampons be expired? But it was like an actual conversation, and then talking about the actual game itself, like, or if you were Abby, or if you were, like, like what would your mindset be in that situation? Or oh, I understand why Abby's been like that, but I still want her deed and, and, and whatnot like that. So, like, you were able to have actual... It felt as if you were having stupid conversations, but having intellectual stupid conversations. You were having... Makes you, sense. Were, you were having dumbass smart conversations. I get it. Yeah. And then, like, you go into, like, Zim's chat, and you can just sit in Zim's chat, and Zim... He's a lot more thinged on talking about the game at hand yes. and and talking about like RPG games and that and giving advice on oh I like to do this I like to think about that and that's the type of conversations you have more in uh, Zim's chat and then you go into like Bill Bob's chat and Bill Bob's chat's more about because it's like like Apex and the FPS and stuff like that you can have a certain conversation but it's more about just watching the gameplay again, the way like Amor with the horror games, you're more focused on the gameplay as opposed mm. to sitting chatting. But then yeah. at the same time, when Bill Bob's playing like the Spider-Man games and that, the chat is a lot more like actual having conversations, talking mm. about like Marvel and Pokemon and all that. So you can even just in the change up a game, you can see the difference even in the same stream where the chat can be and I think that's more the community that I'd like to be a part of is that you can jump about different streams, be respectful be kind, show support and be the community that we're not seeing in society than yep. like, like that's what we want Well just 100%. to add to that quickly, like you said um, like it depends on what game you're playing it really really does because Depending what you are, like you said, going to the Spider-Man, that can spark a conversation going into Marvel, DC, all the recent films, going into comic books for the past 50 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Going through all the different movies, what's happened. And there's so many different things where going about Apex, where you're going to talk like, oh, yeah, what do you think of the new season? Yeah, it's great. It's all right. I mean, a few things could like be changed, whatever. What do you think of the new map? It's really good. It's huge. Yeah. What do you think of the new legend? Abilities are okay. Do you know what I mean? Ult could probably do with like a bit of a buff, but other than that, yeah. Overall, nine out of ten. There you go. 
as conversation of Apex done. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Where with Spider-Man, even just like Spider-Man itself, just going speaking about all of his villains and there's just so much you can get into with just each character. Never mind yeah. like there being seven, eight of them. Do you know what I mean? So And I think that is one of the things that is stopping a lot of like new streamers especially being able to grow as much as they want is that a lot of them will play games like uh, Warzone and Apex and the FPS shooters that don't engage a lot of conversation with chat, but they feel because they're not getting chat gone that they must be doing something wrong. And it's like, well, it's not that you're doing something wrong, it's just that the type of content that you're putting out at this moment doesn't pull a conversation into it because like you said the apex conversation you could literally just have that conversation with 10 different people yep. and it'd be the same outcome where exactly if you're, if you're playing certain games and stuff that can spark conversation be it like as i said there's been conversations that i've had and i mean like you look at when i done the charity stream the other week there mm-hmm. or the, it was one it was the the friday before I was playing Awkward, which is a dinosaur horror Yeah, game, that was great. Which was, was awesome and all that. But midway through it, Haber had sent me a video and I ended up making jots mid-stream. So it was like, you're, we're playing a horror game. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good horror game, but it, it wasn't really as gripping. So it was making chat kind of go a different way than what you would have thought it would go. And I think that is where the, the, the problem is, is that, yeah, exactly, Dredd. Um, it is, it's, it's one of the ones with the more popular games like Apex and Warzone and stuff like that. It's the type of people that want to watch them are the ones that have it on in the side while they're also playing the game. Yep. Like, that's, that's how that usually goes. Whereas if you're playing like Last of Us or Red Dead Redemption or you're playing horror games or or you're then just chatting in that, the, people aren't putting you on another screen while doing something else a lot of the time. Just chatting, maybe. But people that are coming in are going to be wanting to watch that stream because they're wanting to watch the story mode of the game. They're wanting to see how certain games are played. The, you can literally go on a... Like and I, I don't want to shit on like FPS streamers and stuff like that. Oh, I'm just teasing, Bill. You can literally <laughs> go on to like see if you want to like the top ten streams of Apex. It's all the same stream. No, I, I, the, yeah. I they might yes. be playing different. They might be better than the other one, but it's all the same stream. So you could literally go into all seven thousand streamers that are in Apex right now, and it would be the same. It wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't be able to place in any of them. Whereas if you were to go on it like and that's why like it is important that if you want to grow as a streamer on Twitch, you have to kinda you have to play the games that's gonna bring you in the views. Like if you're playing a game that only has ten viewers on Twitch, you're not gonna get views. Because that's that's just how it is. But at the same time you don't want to get lost and the 7,000 streams that are playing that popular game. Because if you look, there's maybe 10 that have 1,000 plus viewers, right. and then the other 5,000 have got three people in their chat. 
you're not going to get found because everybody's in that same one wee bit. So it is trying to find that balance where you want to grow your community by playing the kind of popular games, but at the same time, you want to be unique in playing games that are different from every other stream. It's like a fine line, and it is the reason why only like 1% of Twitch make money. <laughs> right. Like, well, it's it's going to be difficult. Yeah, well, that that brings up a big point. We, we've talked about the differences. Let, let's kind of jump into the big topic that we wanted to get Bill on, because I think that's a great segue. Bill, we mentioned in the opening that you you stream, but you're primarily a console streamer, correct? Yep, I stream from the PlayStation Five. So, um, I'm curious as as we've talked about the differences in the in the styles of streaming and in the game the game categories of streaming and the different audiences. Have you noticed a difference? Um, sort of production quality audience participation from a console streaming perspective than say a PC streamer because I've seen a couple I've seen a couple tweets from other streamers who are console streamers and they're like why do console streamers get so much hate why don't we get uh, as much interaction or whatever what is your sort of what's your experience as a, as a primary <laughs> console streamer I feel just to get like the quality side out of it I, I really do feel the quality could be much better why like, how with with my camera for say like i can only use the official sony camera for the camera mm. and on my stream it's meant to record at 1080p so it's meant to be crystal clear but then it's all fuzzy and pixelated and stuff like that and i don't know why i've looked up and it should be fine where the there's a clip that I had from when I first got the PlayStation. Well, when I first got the cam, sorry. Um, and it was clear. Like, the camera was clear. So, I don't know. It's like, over time, mm. the quality of the camera itself going to the stream has just dropped, like, tremendously. And I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know how to fix it. don't know what's gone wrong. I don't know if it's the camera itself. Um, but then even, like, streaming while I'm... I am live, I have the cam up on my screen while I'm playing. So it obstructs a certain part of the screen. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? So like when I'm playing Apex, because that's mostly what I play, it blocks like how many teams are left, um, how many players, what damage I'm on, how many kills, um, stuff like that. So, and then depending what game I play, if I was to play a different game, there might be something in my top right corner where I do usually have me cam, there might be something there what I need to see in that game. So I'd need to move my camera around. Do you know what I mean? To try mm-hmm. and figure out a best place for it. So I think straight away, I think that they could do is remove it where I'm seeing it on my screen. Like I shouldn't have to see my cam while I'm playing. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you think that's a, on the Sony side or is that like something that maybe like an... Uh, an app developer could do to like improve like console streaming. I'd, I think that'd be Sony's side. Okay. Because because the pri- proprietary yeah. software or the proprietary camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I have me camera obviously connected straight up to the PlayStation, um, and w- when I go into me settings, obviously you can change like how big you want it if you wanted a certain like crop out some of the image and 
stuff like that. You could have it like um, a green screen too if you wanted to. Mm. But um, the fact that it's still on the screen while I'm live is a bit weird. Yeah. Right. Okay, that that that's a that's a good example because for me, I'm I'm primarily a, a PC streamer, so I run. Mm-hmm two monitor setup, I don't have to worry about my camera being on what I see. The, the, yeah, the chat exactly. sees it, but I don't have yep. to see it unless I look at my if I look at my other monitor where I have all my stream health. And I, yeah, and I yeah. have done console streaming and I, I noticed the one thing is, I really enjoy having the information, the production information of my stream accessible at all times. Is that yeah, is yeah. that something that from a console standpoint, you feel that might benefit console streamers having some way to like be able to like see your drop frame, see your bit rate, see your, your chat scroll, see your event log, see your mixer mic, all that. Like, is that something yeah, that-, that would, that would be good. Definitely. Like, cause literally while I'm live, the only thing literally you do have, unless you, you can have it as the overlay, but I have it turned off is the chat. But then mm-hmm. say you do have quite a few people in and the chat is going, it literally takes up half of the screen going right. up right up the left hand side and i see it on my screen too like the same situation with the cam so it blocks everything out what i'm trying oh, to do no. in game do you know what i mean it's yeah, terrible that could be wrong so, obviously i have that turned off um but then even just something like i've been saying to chris for a while now but even something as having discord on console could help a lot as well yeah mm-hmm. like having discord as an app because you'd be able to just connect up with, like now literally I'm on Discord on my phone, that's how I've got my cam connected up and stuff right. like that. So if I was to have Discord on the console, I'd be able to literally use it up with my setup normal. Right. And I wouldn't have to have like earphones in and, <laughs> do you know what I mean, doing everything on my phone. Yeah. That makes sense. So on, I... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like having an app run in the back of a console and then having to do it—that's that's a rough go, man. Like, do you feel you need a cam as a console streamer, though? No, not really. I just feel about because I get like very stuck into the game. Like, if you've been in the stream, you'll know. Do you know what I mean? I get very stuck in, and especially like if I'm fighting a lot, um, I get very stuck in. So. If I don't have a cam, people could just think I'm being ignorant or whatever, do you know what I mean? But then what they do, they can see my eyeballs are glued to the screen. I'm not moving. Face is like proper right up there. Do you know what I mean? They right, know I'm like yeah. concentrating and in game. So then they know like once I'm out of fight, healed up, whatever, and we're moving on. And my head turns over like to the world, down to the tablet, be able to rechat and interact and whatever it may be. So I do feel like the cam does help in a way for me personally. Okay. Yeah. Chris, why don't you open? Oh, and same with the cam. I started streaming through console. You did, yes. No cams. Uh-huh. And if I'm honest, I've noticed that <laughs> the engagement with a cam, especially, I mean, it, me playing horror games, a cam was always going to be best. Right. right. Yeah. But I have actually noticed, I've been in other chats. Like in big streams, small streams, and that, and see when people are looking to raid. I've even done it myself nine times out of ten. I won't raid someone if they don't have a cam. Why not? Because Mm -hmm. 
I just like personally, I feel I can like when you read someone as much as you don't you, like you don't do it for gain or anything like that. But like a lot of big streamers, they read smaller streamers and they only pick people with cams because they want to be able to see the streamer's reaction. Okay. Like yeah. having a cam definitely adds another dimension to a stream. So yeah. I do think that a cam is important. Especially in this day and age, like people want to be able to see the gamer or the streamer yeah. actually doing what they're doing. Mm. Um, but with the whole console thing, I think that that I think there does have to be improvements made, and and it's like you could have like an app that runs in the background where it has like your your frame rate drops and your mixer and all that kind of stuff. But where are you going to put it? You're on a right. console. You don't have a multi-screen setup at that yeah. point. So, like, where's this app going to go? Is it going to be on your screen? Which is the reason why the camera's on your screen, because it's the only screen you have. So it has to go somewhere. It's the same with, like, yeah. the chat box and all. It has to go somewhere. So right. where is this app going to show up on your screen to be able to see your mixer and this and that? So I think there's, there's things that... It would be nice to be able to have, but it would be impractical to use. But things like having Discord, now I know Sony, did Sony no buy something like 10% stock in Discord late last year? Possibly. I'll, I'd have to double check, but I think you're like, right on that. Yeah, they yeah, did make I'm, an investment in Discord, I believe. Yeah, like I'm sure, there, I'm sure I can remember reading somewhere that it was either late 2021 or early 2022 they were looking to implement Discord mm. into PlayStation Aww. so that you could use it there. And it's things like that that I think would make a lot more of a difference than getting, like, because it is like uh, Dred said, you can go out and get a cheap capture card, plug it into your laptop. The way I had my stream set up when I got my first camera was that my stream went through the capture card and the only thing my computer ran was OBS. And it was still tanking, but everything else had to run through the PlayStation. It was the only way I could have that set up run. So unless you have a computer that can even just run OBS with the capture card and all that, it's difficult because, yeah, you can turn around and say, well, it's a $30 external capture card, that's all really good, but you're going to have to spend 300 on a laptop that has the capabilities to run <laughs> the programs. More than that. I so, bought a laptop, spent £300 on it, mate, and literally I sent it back the next day. Like, literally, it could just about run Twitch on the browser. Yeah. Like, literally, see, it got sent back the next day. <laughs> the see, laptop that, for, like, to get yeah. a laptop to do that, I was just literally reading Dred's message there. And, no, you're going to easily be spending seven to £800 to yeah, that, be able to have the power within the laptop be able to run everything what you need yeah yeah that that brings up a great that brings up a great point because um that the the distance between having uh what how do i want to how do i want to phrase this the the gap between having a having a console and having a, a pc to stream on is is quite large, I found, because 
not only do you need from from a from a perspective, you need to have a PC that can run the games at a good quality, but it also needs to be able to run streaming software to mm-hmm. at that high quality. And it seems like the barrier for entry of that is just ever increasing. Like you look at PC prices nowadays and graphics card prices, uh, let alone are kind of ridiculous. And I know Bill, you've been talking about trying to get a PC. Like what's, what's that experience been like? I know you touched on a little bit, but like, can you go more in depth of like the barrier to entry on a PC for like a streaming setup? Well, I'll just start with like when I've looked on the websites, you know what I mean? Like these custom build PCs and even like pre-builds as well. Just looking at the parts, like my brain just fries, man. I haven't got a clue. So a lot of what I do know about all the PC parts is from asking other people. But yeah, just even like me and Chris have been talking about like possibly buying parts, do you know what I mean? And doing it that way, get all the parts up and then build the PC up at the end. But it's like the prices of them, like going paying three to six hundred pounds on each part, that's not gonna be able to get done. Do you know what I mean? Especially with three kids, house to run and it's hard, do you know what I mean? Even just to like just on one part for the PC, like I was just saying, it's three to five hundred pounds, say. Do you know what I mean? For just a cheap part and used one, if that. Um literally I paid that for my PS5 do you know what I mean and I can game and stream on it yeah um, yes I am in chat dread I don't know why you can't at me dude yeah I I, I had a sorry about that no you're good you're good you're good I had a I had an interesting um thing last year where we had been streaming on, on a laptop for a while and my laptop started to have problems but before the laptop st- started to have problems, we had set up a, a dono goal and my my stream goal of uh, trying to upgrade my PC. And I had set the goal for like fifteen hundred bucks, right? Just get a get a upgrade, not like a huge upgrade, but fifteen hundred bucks. That's still yeah. an investment. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. not just like that's not like going down the street and picking some shit up from the Best Buy. Like that's that's an investment. And I, I've noticed as okay. Hang on, you guys really got to bring your voices down because there's a lot of crosstalk and it's getting hard for the guests to hear. So, um, there it's there's an investment where I'm I don't know I'm I'm in this I'm in this uh, I'm in this boat where I think streaming should be accessible for anybody. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to stream at a level of quality that's that's decent. But on the other hand, I'm a production nut. As yeah. Chris knows, the production meetings we've had have gone on for like yeah. hours. And I'm like, we need to hit this benchmark. We need to hit this. We got to have an artist do this. Like literally like my whole thing. And I've said it a hundred times. I'm not the best streamer in the world, but you're going to get top quality, the best production that I can give for what I have. And I think that should be something that everybody should attain. You should be able to present a certain level of quality, whether it's console or PC. And because streaming Mm -hmm. has become 
a phenomenon, a social phenomenon, I think there should be tools at every level of the stream game from like low end. And I, and I, this is going to sound off and I don't know how to say it other than this. The low end sort of console <laughs> stream, because like we discussed, consoles don't have all the, all the assets that PC yeah. streams mm-hmm. do. So on the lower end of streaming, you have like the console streamers. And then on the upper end, you've got like the boutique PC streamers. There should be toolkits to provide you the best production at every level of the game, regardless of what yeah. level you're at. Yeah. Because streaming has become such a global phenomenon, especially during the pandemic, that you would think companies like Sony and Xbox and Discord and Elgato would have toolkits so that the production level of those streams can be the best what they can. Because, let's face it, as a, as a streamer, you've already got so much stacked against you. You've got, mm-hmm. you're a small fish in a huge pond. You've got, like, for me particularly, I don't stream Apex or shit like that. So I'm already putting myself on the lower end of discoverability. Right? Yeah. There should be, there should be toolkits and production assets available regardless of your level. And as you progress and, and be able to upgrade, you should have more and more of those toolkits available. Do you understand kind of what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. I think I think what you also have to put into play, but like like Dred said, Elgato is starting to come out with a lot more stuff like that. But what you have to remember is streaming, as much as streaming was big, and a lot of people looked, watched Twitch and YouTube and all that kind of stuff, it was only up until, like, it was COVID that caused a lot of people to get more into streaming because they couldn't go out. So a lot of people turned to streaming and gain it a go and stuff like that. So I think you also have to think that streaming only took a massive boom in the last, what, 18 months? That in Two years, 18 months, yeah. Like, in technology terms, that is not a great deal of time for like Sony and Xbox and Microsoft and this and that to be able to develop these things as quick as you can, especially considering that you have to put into play, yeah, everybody started doing it because they were at home more often and things, but at the same time, it, the people that started streaming were the people that were working for Sony and Xbox and Microsoft, so they aren't at work to develop these things mm. because they're at home self-isolating because of COVID. So it's like, a lot of things have happened in the last couple of years that it's it's one of the, the first times where supply hasn't hit where the demand has been. Like, yeah, exactly. So, but the first TwitchCon was, I think there has been a boom, but I'm, I'm sure I've read somewhere where the, it was something like a 20, it was like 20 or 25% increase in the last two years on yes, Twitch 100%. than there had been before, which is a lot. If you consider 6,000 is 100%, an extra 2,000 or 1,500 people getting lumped onto Twitch, that's, that's a lot. So it was like, it will be developed, and I think it is like patience has to be in a place, but at the same time, you also have to look at it and you think, well, how long Twitch has been gone since what, 
2010. I know it used to be Justin TV, and then they right. brought them out, and it became Twitch and all that. So you're talking like there's at least 10 years where streaming was an upcoming sort of thing, and you think the advancement of like esports and stuff like that, you, you, you would think that uh, it would have been developed a wee bit before we hit the kind of like the, the COVID sort of thing. And I do think there is a lot that could be done to help console. And I don't think console really is as low as you'd think because there's there is some streamers on Twitch that are sitting there with eight, seven, eight, nine hundred views and they stream from a PlayStation or an Xbox with the PlayStation cam. They don't have a computer and they still stream. And I think, but again, you need to get into the mentality of this one percent. Like, how many people start as a console streamer? Like, and you can, you think getting a computer can make a difference. The first computer I bought was £800. That's what I spent in that first computer. And it still couldn't run shit. Like, it could run. I had to set up my Elgato capture card, but I couldn't run the Elgato capture card through my PC. I had to load up the, the thing load it into OBS and then shut down Elgato and hope that OBS would still capture it in a scuffed way mm-hmm. and then switch to HDMI channel and play my PlayStation through the HDMI with OBS running on the place, the PC on a different thing. So it was like I had to have this really scuffed streaming setup in order to stream on an £800 computer. Right. And I know it's one of the ones that you can buy a computer at £800 and be ripped off, or it maybe be really, really good for something, but it does they have a good GPU, or it does they have this, but it, it's still one of the ones, spending £800, the computer should be able to do any of the simple tasks. It should be able to run games, it should be able to run OBS. I'm not saying that I should be able to run Warzone in ultra-high quality through my PC, Right. But I should be able to run the basics, which I couldn't do. And if an £800 computer won't allow me to do the basics of streaming, how the fuck is it an accessible thing to everybody? Like, that's what it is. It's, like it's supposed to be everybody should be able to access these kind of, these kind of things, but it's getting more and more exclusive. Yeah, like it the, is. the setup that I've got, like I know, dot you had your your laptop and it went it fucking it just went to fuck. Yeah, and it just went downhill fast. Like, everybody kind of chipped in parts in that, and I'm not saying that the parts that were chipped in were cheap. It was just Ooh, spare parts, yeah. but they were still expensive to find me. Yeah, but when you think me that, and you consider the the PC that I got. No, the PC alone with all the stuff cost me twenty seven hundred pound. That's it was rough. a big fucking investment. My two new monitors cost me 500 I spent a lot of money getting this set up because I knew I wanted the upgrade. I had the money and all that. How many people can you turn around and say has got three grand sitting there that they could spend on a computer? I don't. You know, I know I've over, I done over the top. I did not need this to run what I wanted today. But on the other scale, an £800 computer wasn't enough to simply run an Elgato capture card through it. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. What, That's what you, the <laughs> what, what do you think, Bill? Because this this particular hits home to you because you I've I've talked to you countless times about you are looking to get a PC. What what do you think of what Chris just said? Like, what's what's your thoughts? Exactly. Like, I I don't have three grand to go and buy a PC. It, do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's one of them. I don't even have eight hundred pounds to go and buy a PC <laughs> at the moment. So. Yeah, I'm in a predicament where I've just got to deal with what I've got. It, it does it does its job. It's not at the best quality of what I'd like it to be or what it should be, but it works, you know? Obviously, mm. the PC will definitely be bought in the future. There's no if or buts about that. There will be a PC bought, but timing of that may be a little later than what yeah. I wished for because I was hoping to have a PC early this year, to be honest, but... Obviously, shit happens. Do you know what I mean? Fucking COVID, price inflations, fucking... Yeah. Oh, mate, it, it's been crazy. And, yeah, like, we were speaking um, to Chris a little bit just before we started, and the prices of some of these PC parts are just absolutely insane. Yeah. So, like we were saying as well, like, trying to build a PC, getting parts, like, every couple months or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's three to mm-hmm. £500. I don't have... 150 yeah. to 200 pound every month to put away to buy one part every three months and then take two years to build a pc yeah do you yeah. know what i mean so yeah it, it brings up it brings up an interesting it brings up an interesting dilemma because on the one hand like streaming is a is a self-employed profession right yeah so all the cost of production all the cost is on you the the the, the business owner right but mm-hmm. that being said you shouldn't be i feel you shouldn't be priced out of the the career because of your income bracket now there's there's an argument to be made about oh well streaming is kind of a could be considered a luxury profession because you gotta have a good pc you gotta have you know free time where your bills are taken care of while you build up the business yep. i get that yeah but I don't think it should be an elitist exclusionary career. Like anybody should be able to get into the stream game. Like years and years ago, I I had the idea of, of being a streamer because I used to watch podcasts and I was like, oh yeah, I should do it. But then I looked at like the equipment and the fact that I didn't know anything about it and I didn't pull the trigger on it. But once I got into it, once I once I dipped my toes into it, there was a community of people that helped me out, that raised me up, that that taught me stuff. So yeah. if you look at streaming on paper, yes, it is sort of an enthusiast career. It is sort of a luxury career, I guess, for lack of a better term, because you do have to make quite an investment. And that's that's one thing I want to talk to you about, Bill, when I finish my point is the investment. Um, uh-huh. You do need to invest in, like, tech, but you also need to invest in, like, production elements and for me i've got five or six different overlay setups i have custom emotes i have custom artwork installed i have different overlays for different setups rpgs and podcasts and stuff you as a console streamer how does how how do you present stuff do you have overlays do you do you have alerts and things like that how does that work well, for you being a console streamer? If you would have asked that question a week ago, a week and a half ago, I would have said, no, I don't have any at all. But 
there's um, this site, what I use called Lightstream. And okay. So basically you go on there, you sign in through your Twitch and whenever I click the, I, I can set up a load of overlays on there, like which are created through stream elements, copy the URL and send it over to Lightstream, add it oh, on okay. there, um, add the game source. So it, it's, it's similar to OBS kind of, but it's all done through the internet. It's like through its own like cloud server, if you could put it. Um, so everything's done through the internet. It doesn't take anything from the console or anything like that. It's so it's not too bad. But obviously you've got to go through the stream elements, create your overlays, what you want, how you want it, and then just add it through Lightstream. And then as soon as I click live, it sends it through Lightstream to add all the overlays on top of the game source. And then that's what the viewers see on stream. So yeah, I do have the overlays. I've been working around like I've changed in the past week and a half. I've changed them like three, four times, just trying to find something what fits, what I like. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, the alerts and stuff like that, it really does help because there's been times like, I've been gaming away. Like I said earlier, I get really focused in the game sometimes. There's been somebody would pop in chat, drop a follow, and because you don't hear it, it's like right. I'm just focused away. And then five the 10 minutes may have passed it could have been so concentrated on the game yeah it's gone unfollowed it's like yeah oh do you know what i mean he hasn't got the time but where now i've got that alert going off it's instantly i can look over see what it is greet somebody say thank you whatever it is do you know what i mean so it really really does help having them yeah. it really does all right cool. yeah. that, that's a great answer because i heard about live stream but light stream but i didn't know anything about it so uh, that's really cool that that's an avenue for production for console streamers. Uh, Chris, oh, yeah. well, it was Monster that. Sorry, it was Monster no, that uh, recommended it. Um, but like, he well, obviously he's got PC himself. He streams from the PC, so he wasn't. He didn't know how it worked. So I've had to figure all that out myself, like going through setting everything up and stuff like that. It's been a bit of a pain. Don't get me wrong, but it's all worked out in the end. Things are still a little bit choppy. Uh, best way of putting it but do you know what i mean for something where i didn't have them before i can't really complain if it's just a little bit do you know what i mean the quality is not a hundred percent i prefer it having overlays at 85 90 percent than not having none at all yeah yeah so. I, th I think it is one of the ones that like talking about the investment in streaming and stuff like getting the tech in that is and Dread does make a good point that all businesses mm -hmm. have a startup cost. Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. I just sometimes feel as if, yeah, businesses have a startup cost, but when it comes to like this level of thing, yeah, the streaming aspect, you can expect, like, well, if you're wanting to make this kind of money and stuff like that, but we're also getting to a point where, in order to basically even just play certain games, you need to have top of the line. So it's yep. not necessarily just about the streaming aspect and making money that way. It's about just being able to enjoy Because was there no big thing about how the Cyberpunk game that was coming out, in order to play it, you had to have, like, one of the big fucking mm. chunky GPUs well, to be able to even run the game? Well, I got Cyberpunk on release. I did. I got it release day. And I booted the game up loaded it and i think i was in game for all of 15 minutes and it turned off and got it refunded it was oh it was terrible 
Cyberpunk release was oh, Think atrocious. It really that was. was that's that was mere just on the fact that they rushed out and they hadn't finished yeah, a lot of the patches and stuff. Yep. I yep. was mere just talking about that the game was built for using a top of the line yes, GPU. It was. So like most computers would not be able to actually run it. So it's like I know that's like that's like one game, but is that going to be the continue on that game or game developers are going to create games that you need to have top of the line? So then it's less about it being a business investment. It's now being that in order to even enjoy just playing a game, you're going to have to have big rigs and stuff like that. Because it's like you can go like you go into a delivery system, the, the delivery business. Yeah, there's startup costs, but you're talking. Three hundred pound to get into like I we use Courier Exchange and a lot of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Courier Exchange is four hundred pound for six month contract or like okay. the use of the app. So you're four hundred pound. You can go and get a cheap car. You can go and get a cheap van that costs you a couple of hundred pound to start you off be able to run. So like turning around and thinking that you can start a delivery company for half of what the basic PC setup is mm-hmm. and there's more chance of you making a decent amount of money in delivery than yeah. in streaming yeah. so it's like it is one of the ones that yes there has to be an investment and with streaming especially a lot of people don't realise that there is a monetary investment, there's a time investment, there's a lot of things like you can't expect that all these apps that are getting created, it's literally going to, you start the app, everything runs. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to put in the time to be able to learn how to use the system, learn how to change and edit things, add in your own things, research what kind of stuff you want to do. Like, that's all well and good, but it's still it's still just that kind of way. It's like, like considering that AMD... Is it AMD or AVD? AMD and NVIDIA, the cheapest production GPU that they both have is still like $350. That's the cheapest GPU that either of the big companies actually sell in production. Yeah, you can go on eBay, you can go into second-hand places and get cheaper ones and stuff like that, but it's one of the ones... The, the biggest companies still outprice a lot of people on their li- the smallest. And I'm pretty sure that when I was looking it up, um, I'm pretty sure when I looked at that price, the like the the G4 RTX 3060, the MSRP, which is just retail price, is $330. The average price on eBay in September was $700. Right. That's that's what you're buying on on thing because they once either limited there's no a lot going about because everybody's bought them up. But even at that, I used GeForce RTX twenty sixty. The RRP is three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's for a twenty sixty. You're talking. There's one I used sixteen fifty GTX one hundred and fifty, but on eBay it's two hundred and sixty dollars. Right. So you're like it's still a lot of money for used. And then you have to go, well, if you buy used at $200, how much use are you getting out of it? Are you going to get six months and then it blows? Are you going to yeah. get five years and be lucky? So it's like, like that's that's more the thing where it starts. Like, where's the inclusivity of PC gaming? And it's like, 
like you were talking earlier about how console gaming has this like almost hate, and it is like there's there's always been this banter rivalry between PC gaming and console gaming, and then you've got the ones that take it serious, like people that are on console are just the scum, the poor, and all that kind of stuff. Right. You, know, well, you can you can turn around and go like, look at all these PC elitists that can play, or the claim that console gaming's smaller, or it's stupid, and it's only losers that play it. You know, like, well, how many people have a 3070 or a 3080 on their rig? Like the, I don't. the PlayStation 5, I'm pretty sure, has got a better GPU than a lot of base set PCs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of streamers that have a PC that actually have a smaller GPU than the PlayStation 5. And it's like, well, who are you talking about being more powerful when your computer couldn't run what the P- PlayStation runs? And I, I think that's thing. where yeah. it's like stupidly placed hate. Yeah. That is ahead, thing, what I do find funny in games, like when a PC player will come across a console player and you can tell, do you know what I mean? So if yeah. somebody's on console or if somebody's on PC, you can you, you just know when you come across them. And I'm like, oh, get the fuck off your fucking shit console, you cheap-ass thing, blah, blah, blah. How much did you pay for that? It's like, well, yeah, but I paid less than a quarter what you have paid for your PC and it can do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. And it can yeah. play all my games at better graphics. So, and the worst thing is, is a lot of these people are using a controller on their PC to play these games. I do. You know what? So that's, like, what, that's one thing was... that does bug me about this aim assist argument is if that is the case. Like for me, I'm talking about Apex. Like, right. This is where I'm saying people moan about aim assist and stuff on Apex. Right. Fine. Let me use my keyboard and mouse. Why can't console players on Apex use their keyboard and mouse, but PC players can use controller? Why is that? Trust me, if I had the option to use my keyboard and mouse or I wasn't using my aim assist, I wouldn't, and I'd still slap you. So yeah. believe me, if I had the option, I would. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you get limited. That's another thing then, limited on console. It's, it's only a little thing. But a shooter, if I go on Call of Duty, I can use my keyboard and mouse. Why can't you on Apex? Unless I buy some stupid little adapter or some other bullshit. Do you know what I mean? But why can a PC player use a controller and moan about aim assist, but then don't give us the option to use my keyboard or mouse? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I think... That's just an argument that will never end, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think that speaks to because in in the last couple minutes, you guys have mentioned some really great points, and I want to I want to touch on them before we go, uh, kind of into game releases and kind of get a little more information uh-huh. with Bill Bob. But I think it touches on the the elitist angle. Is it because Chris mentioned that the 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 income side of it. You can start up a delivery company and make way more than I've made streaming in the last three years in a week. Like Bernadette made, like just this past week, she made triple what I made in a year on streaming. So why why is it that, and I don't know if anybody can answer this, but I'm going to throw it out there because it's something that I've been thinking about is, why is streaming so production high but income deficient 
in the beginning where if I go work for DoorDash, all I need is my car and I can pull a lot of money. Like why why is there why is there this this sort of thing where like I think do you know what I'm asking? Go ahead and yeah. chime in if you understand. I think what it is basically a lot of with this online entertainment like streaming and everything like that, they can watch it for free. So why are they gonna pay for it? Unless they get in that satisfaction of like they're really enjoying themselves, they're getting the content what they want and they actually do want to support, why would they spend the money? Do you know what I mean? So that's where the streamers do suffer. It's like, yeah, they're watching the content, like, but so say you're watching something on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever it may be, Amazon Prime, you're paying a subscription for it. Otherwise, you ain't watching it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's we're basically doing the same thing. We're providing that online entertainment, but we do have that subscription service, but it's optional. So I think that's where it sits is a lot of people, they can watch the content for free. So, and obviously a lot of everybody has different circumstances, whether they can afford it or they can't. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not right. going to get into and that. We're not, we're not bashing that. We're just asking about no, the income and quality. <laughs> I think that's why though, because it's a free option. Like it's the same with YouTube and stuff like that and Twitch as well. They can watch for free. Yeah, you'll watch the odd ads like every 30 minutes or hour or however the streamer's got it set up. Um, but yeah, like I think it's the case of they have the option to watch it for free. Yeah, and I think it's also kind of thing we done as well. Like uh, Dredd had said, like this line of business is very, very undervalued. And I think the reason why it costs so much to get into it and the kind of the monetary reward so low is because for a long time, technology is still considered like the devil. Like it's still this feared, like intellectual must be bad. These scientists and engineers and stuff like that that are coming up with this crazy ideas is like, it's that, and then like Dred said, Netflix fifteen dollars a month, and you get way more content than yeah. for like you think you pay five dollars a month for a streamer, you're only getting that one streamer's content for five dollars a month. So you get three streamers for fifteen, whereas you're getting thousands and thousands of movies yeah. and TV shows and Netflix. But I think the other thing that one of the issues that I, I mean I wouldn't even necessarily say it's an issue, but one of the things that you you'll see is like I think I have seventeen subs to now, right? On mm. my, my, my Twitch. I think it's seventeen, but I think Titan gifted like five. So say I've got twelve subs. Mm. But if you also consider that a sub to Haber, Zim, Docs, Billbob, uh, Monster and that's six. That's half of my income, but I only get half of Twitch money. So I've already spent my Twitch money income of the month on supporting fellow streamers. Mm -hmm. And that's only six of you. That's not including the other ones that I do also sub to. So I think it's also in a thing that streamers try and support 
their fellow, like their friends in that as well. Yeah. So it ends up that what's happening is you're paying a, a, a fiver and I'm getting 250 and I'm paying a fiver, so you're getting 250. So you're kind of, you're swapping over the same 250 over and over again yeah. for subbing each other. Uh-huh. So you're mm-hmm. not actually making it on your subscribers. I know it's when you start getting, like, when you've got, like, the 100 views, 500 views, 1,000 views, and you've got the subs that coincide with that. Whereas right. you're no subbing to 1,000 viewers. You're only subbing to your friends. Right. Yeah. I think that's where, like, at this level, your friends are your viewers. So it's the viewers oh. that you're sub to that Disney break even. It isn't until you start gaining where you're you've got viewers that you don't sub to, but they sub to you is where the change happens. Right. And it is it's the same with any business. At the very beginning, you're not going it like like as I said, you could start a delivery company, pay four hundred for six months. And, and get onto the app and then you buy yourself a van like say you spend £500 on a wee cheap van you're also a fill a tank on a van you're between you're usually about £160 for a fill tank now when I worked at Amazon I would have to go through about three tanks so you're talking about £500 a week I was paying out on petrol alone so you're £500 a week on petrol then your insurance your insurance was coming out at maybe £90 a week because you pay it out of the month and then any damages or anything like that you had to pay for your van so every week you were still paying out £600, £700 but the jobs that you were doing you were maybe bringing in £800 so you were technically making £150-£200 profit mm. but considering the amount of money you're putting out the amount of work you were doing because you were doing 45 to 60 hours a week Monday to Sunday every day you were out doing your 9 hours to do that, to make that money and you go, well I'm only making £200 but see after a couple of months you'll then start getting well, people have actually know you more, so you're going to start getting more work you'll actually get extra work, you'll be able to put up your prices, so after six months you're actually bringing in £400 a week profit after covering all your costs and then before you know it, after a year you can go, do you know what, I can get a second van on the road where I can go to the driver, by the way, you're going to make X amount of money, you'll have to cover this, but you'll have to pay me an extra £100 for me getting you the work. So that driver then makes £300 a week, but you're making the extra £100 on having that extra driver. And that's where you start going, well, if I have 10 extra drivers, I could make an extra grand a week, just pure profit. The drivers are all making £300 a week. Mm -hmm. And then that's how it all snowballs. But that's having a very, very smart business plan on that. Streaming is a complete other ballgame. Yes, it is. Can I guarantee that in a year's time you're going to have 100 subs coming in? And then you Three go, years well, I, can, I can add up this extra channel of content and start drumming up my business that way. Like you don't have that option. But it's one of the ones that it sounds like a pyramid scheme, but at the end of the day, you, it does also find me in that you can then start letting drivers be able to get more and more into their actual stuff. Like with Amazon, especially Amazon, you don't make any money. See, as an, a drive or a, a, a delivery company owner, 
you make nothing at Amazon. See, between paying your staff wages, paying your drivers, paying uh, van damages, insurance, petrol, and all this, you literally come out at a loss when you work with Amazon. It isn't until you start spreading out and getting into like BPD, getting into Hermes, getting into DHL, getting into this company, that company, CEX. You can have 35 vans on the road at Amazon and still come away with a, a, a loss because you're coming in with 15 grand worth of fucking damage on three vans. Fucking cunts. But it's one of the ones. I want to jump in. Yes. I don't mean to cut you off, but you made a really good point. And I, I want to I hit on that before we lose it. You talk about spreading your business, right? One of the things I've always heard from everybody is, Oh, you got to make sure your stuff is on YouTube. You got to make sure your stuff is on uh, TikTok. You got to make sure your stuff is on Instagram. All of it is free. You're not getting income from that. No, like yet. if you if you add another business, you you have the potential to earn the income from that. But streaming is for a lot of us. We don't have the time to do that because one, yeah. we're not making the income. We're not making the income to provide us the ability to focus on those other distribution platforms because we all got other jobs, right? We got kids or we got jobs. So again, it seems like, and I, and if it comes off that I complain a lot about streaming this podcast, I'm not, I'm trying to like highlight some of the difficulties that yeah. this career and this profession and this, this form of entertainment has, has shown me not that I'm ungrateful or anything, but I, I just want to like, kind of give everybody the behind the scenes, but like having to spread my stuff to YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, it all takes time for what potentially right now potentially is great earnings. But in the reality is I'm not making any extra income for all that extra time I have to spend. I'm doing it. I'm experimenting with it. I'm trying to figure it out. But for guys like Bilbo or, or Habba, who's got kids and whatnot, all that extra work, isn't seeing any return to the mainstream yet. And it seems like the the level of investment for streaming is so much higher because you're a commission-based career. Like, none of us make money if people don't support us by hitting the subscribe button or dropping bits or donos. So... To expect us to be able to branch out to other distribution platforms to build our main platform being Twitch or YouTube or Facebook gaming, that seems like another barrier and another hill you got to climb where other other businesses don't really have that. Like, I know Bernadette has a couple businesses. She has to do, like, social media and inventory and whatnot, but she then also doesn't have to worry about YouTube and, and Instagram, like, streaming stuff. She yeah. can focus on getting the inventory out and hosting the parties where like I I'm always talking to her. Hey, I got to make this. I got to do that. I got to do that. And I got to do that. And then she's like, I would like to branch out to those other avenues. But for the most part, she doesn't necessarily have to branch out where I'm feeling like I have to branch out. Do you, do you understand kind of like what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Bill Bob, why don't you jump in yeah. here real quick? Well, for, for me on that side, like the, for me to edit down videos and stuff like that on the console, the editing software is it's terrible. It really is. It's so just there's only so many like clips you can add into it. So say you've got one video and it's 
an hour long, say, you can only cut down 50 clips within the hour. So say you just want to take a load of bullshit out and it, it exceeds, right? So, sorry, a better way to put it. So the very beginning, you've got a 10-minute segment. Like, well, for me, playing Apex, I've got a 10-minute segment where I pop off in a game. Do you know what I mean? I want to edit down to each fight. You're looking three to four clips per fight if you want to break it down, like where, say, um, I pop a heel or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Take an advance, try flank, whatever it may be. I want to try cut that edit down so they're not just watching bullshit. So yeah. that's taking up three to five clips just in one fight. Where if I go into a game where I pop off and I come out with 10 to 15 kills, I'm going to be getting into seven to eight fights. There you go. There's all my clips done and I can't edit any more. Do you know what I mean? So trying and even trying to sometimes get that many clips within so many games, what you play is hard anyway. And then trying to click the record because when I'm streaming, yeah, it does record and then you'll be able to download it from Twitch and stuff like that. But then me doing that on the tablet and trying to edit it all down on the tablet is going to be a pain. Mm. Um, but then, so once that is all done, you get that short enough video that you'll be able to edit down. It's you're restricted to YouTube. That's the only place you can upload. So it's like, yeah, your TikTok, your Instagram, it's, it's hard because you can't upload to them unless you get an external um, storage and then you like pull it back to my phone and do it that way. And it's just yeah. a lot of messing around instead of just opening up your editing software doing what you need to do and upload it. it. It's not that. You've got to go through seven to eight different things just to try and get one two to three minute video. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a real pain. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. It, it, it does seem like there's a lot of hoops to jump through, even for like PC streamers. We talk about it. But mm -hmm. the last thing I want to touch on before we wrap this discussion and kind of move into like, Let's ask Bill Bob a couple more questions and then we'll roll into the happy ending because we're coming up on about 2.10. I want to be out by three hours. I want to I want to address this one last uh, thing that I've seen online about console and PC streamers is the the mentality and level of like elitism or hate that I see console streamers get. Bill Bob, you being a console streamer, have you experienced like people just being like, and I know you touched on it lightly, but I, I want to know if it's like a legitimate thing or if it's just something that's like social media. Do you feel that your yeah. viewers that aren't re like regulars come in and be like, oh, you're a console streamer, like your your quality's worse, your production's worse. Do you get hate because you're a console streamer where PC no, streamers I've... don't tend to get that same level of hate? <laughs> no, it's I've never received hate for it. Do you know what I mean? You get the odd person that will come into chat just trying to waffle some shit anyway. Do you know what I mean? They get told to fuck off, get banned, and you never see that person again. Right. It's the same with that. If so, like, I've not had any hate off, oh, yeah, fucking console streaming, your shit, your cheap, fuck, what, whatever it is. I've not had anything like that. And if it was one of them, they'd get told straight away, well, my PS5 can do exactly what your PC can do. Do you know what I mean? I can play my games in better quality than you can on your PC. So you yeah you keep dissing on my console do what you want I, like it it really doesn't bother me like the hate towards it yeah I've not received any and if it did like I said they'd just get told to piss off they'd get banned and 
we'd never see that person again. Do you know what I mean? On to carry on playing on my console. So yeah, never had any hate or anything like that. You you don't think that the the mentality of like viewership is is different because you're a console streamer either? I don't know what the other side feels like, so I couldn't really say. Do you know I mean, I've only ever streamed from console, so the like. I don't know. I'd say the viewership is mostly from console like viewers. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of them is a console-based games, unless obviously your your main FPS or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because um, a lot of other games, apart from Apex, that I do play are console exclusives. So you will get a lot of them viewers which are console players themselves, unless like it's you guys popping in or some of other streamers that I know, but they have a PC. So they'll have a multiple tabs open. Do you know what I mean? A few while they're editing down or playing or whatever it may be. Do you know what I mean? Where you can never do that. <laughs> see, I, like I, Now I've got my new tablet. I can have a couple people up at the time while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. But yeah. See, you've just opened yourself up to a world of hate because every stream that you're live now, I'm just going to come in and go fucking console loser, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, the the reason the reason I bring the reason I brought that angle up is because I I I'm on Twitter a lot for work, which I despise Twitter, but I see a lot of like streamers talking about the the hate they got because they're a console player or a console streamer, and. I go into I go into random streams all the time to find uh, low view streamers to kind of boost them up, and a couple that I have come across have I have seen literally people hate on them because they're a console streamer. Why don't you have a camera? Why don't you have alerts? Why don't you have this? And in my personal experience, when I did start out, when I wasn't running a cam and I didn't have an alert box and I didn't know how to do overlays, I did get quite a bit of hate about it. And my response was like, "Dude." I'm this is new. Like I don't know any of this. I'm learning on the job. You know so, what? You actually just um sparked a memory. I actually did get it once. It was a raid. It was before it was back when I was on um PS4 because I didn't have me cam. I started using me cam on release with uh, PS5. So back on when I was streaming on PS4, I didn't have cam, no overlays, no nothing like that. And somebody had raided um I can't I can't remember how many people it was for. Um, but I was in a game and I was, like I said, I get really concentrated. And I was in the game, I was playing, and I didn't notice. I didn't look around to the side to look at the chat, do you know what I mean? Because I'm so... And then, obviously, they'd raid in, I think, maybe, what, five, six, maybe seven minutes had passed by, me just being fucking stupid and not paying attention. That was it. Everybody had gone, you'd load of fucking sh- shit messages in there saying how mm. much of a twat I am and stuff like that. Sorry, mate. What do you want me to do? do you know what I mean, you don't have these alerts that pop up to let me know that something's yeah. happening in chat or the raids come through. Do you know what I mean? I may just play my game. I'm concentrating. Do you know what I mean? Even at that, but so. like I had alerts on my thing, and at the very beginning, I even didn't notice alerts going off mm-hmm. because I was focused on playing the fucking game that I was yeah doing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, but if you're streaming a game, yeah, you're supposed to think we were chatting on that, but the important part is you're playing the fucking game. Uh-huh. Like, chat comes second to the game. You're playing the game. <laughs> so, 
So, like, no. yeah, you, you always have a wee glance, but there's been plenty of times where, like, I'd missed raids or I miss people subbing or anything like that, and I would go back and, like, you'd say, oh, I'm really, really sorry and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've never really had, like, I've not, like, yet, I've not had hate, hate. I did have one comment on TikTok, which was hilarious, where they said that I can't even play the game right. But apparently they don't like it when you say, well, I, you can lick my balls. But, like, that was the only time that I actually ever got, um, like, any sort of message or anything like that to, like, doing that category. Like, I've, like it was the same, like, when we played League the first time, Dread literally said, by the way, League is one of the most toxic games don't let anybody on the right. other team or anybody else really bother you. And when we started playing it, nobody said any. There was no shit. There was no toxicity. I had a great time, and it was like everybody, like even Zim, was like, "What happened? Like, why are you having a good time at League? You're not supposed to have a good time right? playing League." It's bullshit. It was, like, it was like even other things. Like uh, Dread made a really good point the other day where he said that. Apex has got a worse t- toxic like following than Leak does. Even at that, I've never came across anybody in Apex that's been a cunt, like who's been on like chat, like just being a dick and all that kind of stuff. The only time I did have one thing was when me and Titan were playing Splitgate, and on Splitgate I always oh. message in and say, like, everybody have a good game or anything like that. And somebody said, No. And I, well, don't have a good game then, sir. <laughs> like that, that's that's my my limit of having a bad time with toxicity, and I feel I feel a little envious and jealous that everybody else is getting this hate, and I'm just getting to enjoy gaming. Like, how fucking dare I? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting to discuss the different mentalities of stuff, especially from like being on this side of the camera and then being off stream because it it is it is interesting because streaming is an odd career or profession yeah. or hobby or whatever level you're at because on some level you're you're kind of laying yourself out to the keyboard warrior anonymous faceless sort of masses right yeah and they're anonymous and faceless until you develop a community and and get followers and subscribers and you're able to sort of find that genuine connection to like your stream like like we talked about earlier you get your regulars coming into your bar and i think for a lot of people and i kind of want to because we might run a little long but i kind of want to like we're having such a great discussion but i want to get to some more billbob questions but i think for me, it's all from a your mentality, how you react to like the mentality of the viewership, to the level of genuineness that you have and being like, look, I missed it. I'm new to the game, right? The whole sort of like, I think. And then the third thing is like, do you... Do you mesh those two together, your genuineness and your and your ability to bring people in so that you can uh, foster community and, and foster viewership and foster um, people who want to invest in you? Thoughts? 
Well, me personally, that is one thing I am trying to work on within myself is being more engaging with chat, more interactive, trying to have a more fun feel to when people come in. And so when they're there, they're having fun throughout the whole time instead of me just greeting them, do you know what I mean? Asking what they've been up to like for the day and just seeing that they're all right. And then we get into the game and stuck in there for 10, 15 minutes. And then we back to chat. I'm trying to mix that in together so it cooperates with each other and it it feels more fluid instead of it being like right we're chatting like we're speaking to chat we're focused on game and then it's just back and forth I want to try and get it more coexist with each other instead of it being two separate things right what do you think Chris um I think I think like the, the the dream and the want is to always be um like genuine and be your own thing because it must get exhausting trying to be something else on stream in order to bring because you can only portray that so long and then the the little bits of your true self's gonna start coming out. So mm-hmm. like I've always said that from day one, just be genuine, be yourself. Yep. If people don't like it, fuck them. Like I yep. I really don't have enough hours in the day to give a fuck if you're yep. upset about something that literally cannot be controlled. Mm-hmm. Um or if it was just an opinion kind of thing. Like I know that there's there's streamers that like get shit because it's like 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 I know it's a different thing and all that kind of stuff. If you're a big streamer, it's different. And if you're a big female streamer, it's different. But oh, it's yeah. things like, see if you're in like Sweet Anita's channel, like she gets shit because she forgot to close her door. And it's people come in and go, oh, it's really freaking me out. It's my OCD. And it's like, but that's your problem. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, a hot exactly. ass fucking yeah. room. I'm going to have my door open so I can breathe. Like, <laughs> it's things like that. Like, that yeah. level of shit is just thing me. And then it's other things like people coming in and it's like, you're not playing the game right. I'm not playing the game right. I'm playing the game the way I want to play the game, which is right. Like, games don't have... If the, the outcome is the same, the game can be played different ways. Right, it's yeah. how you play the game and enjoy the game. If you don't like the way somebody plays the game, fuck off and play the game yourself. The way you <laughs> yeah. want to play the game. So yeah. it's like, the, I think there's a lot of hate that comes that's just fucking stupid and I don't get it. Uh-huh. And then there's other things like, but it's like I've written, there's a difference between hate and critique. Like turning around and saying, oh, I'd really like, like, like turning around and saying like nine times out of ten, having a cam is better than no cam. But at the same time, you also have to have the understanding that there's reasons why certain people don't have cams. Facts. Then yeah. uh, and thing me so it's like uh-huh. it's no something to hate. Yes, it's an opinion. It might be a favored thing for you, but at the end of the day, there's other reasons as to why things are that way. So why the fuck are you hating stuff? Like it's simple to turn around and go, oh, why do you not have a camera? And like Habba said, coming in and say, oh, why do you not have a camera? See, once you say, I don't have a camera because such and such, conversation's done. Yeah. Yeah. You turn them running, going, oh, but I would prefer. I really don't give a fuck what you would prefer. I'd prefer if you went and stuck a, a spindle up your ass and fucked off. <laughs> we're not going to get yeah. that. So we're yeah. both at a loss here. So it's, 
there's just things like like that where it's like pointless hate, which I always find stupid. And if I ever found someone, and I know that you can have randoms that come into your stream and all that kind of stuff. They they are just they're randoms. But if I found like if I ever found out that Docs was in somebody else's stream harassing them and being a dick, it's the last thing I would do with Docs because uh-huh. there's a difference between having banter. And just like be like the streamer being involved in the jokes and stuff like that, if yep, it's like yeah. an ongoing thing. But if you were to go into somebody's chat and just be a cunt for the sake of being a cunt, I don't want to know you. I don't want you in my community. Yep. I don't 100%. want to work with you. That's uh, that's it. And again, everybody was like, "Oh, but people have the right." And so, yes, and I have the right to associate with them or not. So Absolutely. it's like you can be a cunt all you want, but I'll tell you to fuck off and have nothing to do with you. That's just. Yeah how it is right yeah. guys just before we get into any more questions or any other topic i just need to nip to the restroom quickly okay we can van for a minute I'm, or two yeah yep. literally i'll only be a second yeah so well bill bob dips out chris uh let, let's talk about some quick like real punchy like hit releases real quick did yeah. you see anything or did you have a chance to see anything that might be catching your eye not necessarily because I put a lot of my games in last week. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I figured, but I want. I wanted to ask you before I kind of jumped in. No, no, no. Go ahead. So you can take this one. I only. I only put in two releases this week because only because I wanted to keep it for November. So, mm-hmm. oh, and I I do apologize. There has been some internet issues this stream a lot. It, the weather's really shitty here, so I there has been drop frames, but the audio version should be seamless. And like when I upload the video to YouTube and send it to Chris, it should be cleaner. I'll have to double check, so I do apologize for that. But it's the internet; nothing I can do about it. But I appreciate you guys sticking around. So yeah. here's a cool thing: game releases. I got two of them. It says uh, one of them is Century Age. What is it? Age of Ashes or whatever. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Age of, Age of Ashes. Yeah. Century Age of Ashes is a free to play multiplayer dog fighting game. But here's the twist. You're on fucking dragons. Oh, right. Okay. Right. I was yeah. I like when you said the dog fighting game. And I, was like, ah, I don't think that's going to go well. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like, not like dog fighting, but yeah. like aerial dog, dog fighting. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's it's a free to play multiplayer game. You literally take a character, jump on a dragon, and fucking blow each other up out of the sky. So it's like like aerial dog fighting on dragons. Like how could that be bad? Like uh, if the game is shit, it's shit. But like the concept, very cool. It comes out in early release, November eighteenth. Uh, it's free to play. There's a couple characters right now. Um, yeah, right. Um, but you jump on a dragon, you're wearing armor, you're throwing, like, shit at other players. Come on, the environment <laughs> looks cool. It's super deep. The other one yeah. I wanted to touch on was um, Alchemical Cutie. The reason I brought up Alchemical Cutie is it reminded me of huge Stardew Valley vibes, right? In Alchemical so Cutie, you're, in, you're a slime, like, farmer guy, and you get to, like, raise slimes. But it's got that pixel art style of Stardew Valley, and you can, like go fishing and have your slimes compete in competitions and you build out your slime ranch. There was a game similar in a way similar to this called slime rancher a couple years ago, but this has got like 
you actually breed the slimes, you actually make the slimes, you actually like set up their traits and things like that. And it's got that sort of Stardew Valley chill. I'm a slime creator kind of vibe. And it's, it's won a ton of indie awards. So it's got that indie cred that I like, you know, cause I'm an indie snob. So <laughs> I've been called by some people, but yeah, uh, a chemical cutie comes out on the 12. All of them are available on steam. They look really great. I wish I had more time to research them in depth, but like I said, car accident and insurance and shit. But I would definitely, if you're into either like dragon dog fighting, free to play multiplayer PB, PVP stuff, check out Century. It is in early access. If early access is in your jam, I get it. Don't worry about it. But definitely take a look at Alchemical Cutie if you like uh, Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, shit like that. That's definitely. Yeah. That's definitely the vibes I got off of those. What what do you think, real quick, Chris? Uh, well, first of all, what I'm gonna do is do something that you should have done and put them in chat. Yeah. You know what? I'm because a little bit. I'm a little some busy people here, okay? have got a brain <laughs> and are able to remember the simplest of things. You know like, what? No, the the alchemic cutie actually does look like it looks like my kind of game where I would just like be able to just enjoy and just chill because you know me, I'm into like my banished and my mm -hmm. skylines and my gas station simulator. But um I mean the the century age of ashes like yeah it it has like the, the, the good things and I'm good at dragon. So <laughs> Right, you're good at dragon, right, right, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> drag these balls alright Bill we got a couple questions before we jump into the happy ending that we want to touch on especially we didn't have a guest so just yeah. hit them up best you can we'll, we'll, we'll move through them kind of quick and you can do the best uh -huh. you can so real quick what's the first game you ever remember playing like not on stream cool. just game like what's your first game um oh bloody hell I just about remember last week to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the first console, obviously it was a console that I first played on, obviously. Um, I believe it was the PS1 back in like the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first console I had played on. As for the game, oh, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Fair enough, um, man. Okay. I can just... Uh... About remember another game other than Apex, what I played recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just been Apex. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, we talked a lot about streaming as a career and and the ups and downs of it. But like, what's what what like? What do you got future plans? Like, what are you thinking? Like, do you have any ideas for the future? Do you have any like things um, you'd like to see moving forward? Obviously, like with streaming, obviously making this full-time would be obviously the end goal do you know what i mean just for as anybody streaming i know a lot of people just do it as like a little side hobby do you know what i mean but obviously through streaming i would like to make it full-time be able to do it as a job but other than that like apart from streaming i'm going full-time and being able to do that i do want to try and open up my own food place of some sort whether it be a restaurant or like a little pop-up shop going around to like the country or even having like a food truck going to all different events and right football games concerts all that kind of stuff up and down the country so 
if anything, if it was to be like my own business wise, other than streaming, it would probably be something to do with food, like like I said, restaurant, food truck. Because then, if it was to have the food, I'd be able to travel a lot more as well, go and see a lot more sites, go to like loads of events, and yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, last question. Uh, let's see. Last question: Do you want to become famous? Because no. if so, you can buy followers and viewers on bigfollows.com. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm working on banning that. Alright, hang on. Your question, Bill Bob. Okay. Alright, so let, let's let's end the interview on this question. Alright. Um with all the ups and downs we've talked about, with all the highs and the lows and the barrier to entry and all the hoops we gotta jump through streaming, what keeps you pushing? What, what, why, why, why do it? Um, see improvement in myself, to be honest, because I've, I watch my streams back and me personally, like, this is just what I think myself. I wouldn't sit there and watch me. So for the past, say, couple months, few months, I've been watching the streams back after every stream, making sure that there's been some sort of improvement within the stream. Because mm. if, I wouldn't sit there myself and watch me. Why would other people? Back. So that's the thing I'm trying to improve on myself. Like at the moment, that's the most important thing. Cause I was at the point where literally I'd play the rerun of my stream. Like after I'd ended, obviously I'd, I would say I'd done a raid or hung out with the stream or whatever for a little bit. I'd watch some of the stream back, like before I go to bed or watch it the next morning. And at the start, I'd get two minutes in. And as soon as I hear my voice, I'd turn it off. Straight away, I couldn't do it. So mm. I'm getting to the point now where I can actually watch a full playback and be fine. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right, mm. okay, I can change this. I could work on this tomorrow, or maybe it's obviously it's still playing the same game, but just try and like implement something new or create a challenge in the game. If do you know what I mean? Just, mm. just try and improve within myself. To be honest, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What What about you, Chris? Anything to add to that? No, I think that is like I, I I can see with the difficulties that come with like, like you just said there, like you're having to play the same game. Like that is another issue with the console games is like on PC you can go into a place like CD Keys or something like that and pick up a game for a fiver. You can go into Steam and you can get games on the cheap or anything like that. When it comes to console games, you're having to buy like. Sony are charging you 60, 70, 80 pounds for the new Warzone game, whereas you can jump on a, one of these other sites or even get a, a sale. And it's rare that Sony, like Sony have a lot of good things like like the, the PSN and the PS Plus and stuff like that, which is like £8 a month, £5 a month, and you get decent. It's like the Game Pass for Xbox. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I think that's a good way, like that's a good reason to want to keep on going is like wanting to continue to improve yourself, not just in a streaming standpoint, but like like you said, you you use streaming to be able to meet new meet new people and kind of get uh -huh. yourself out of your comfort zone and stuff like that. That yeah. is a good way to using streaming is it can help with your mental health. It can help with so many other things that it might not be for monetary gain. It might not be like like the hard truth is. You might not make it as a, a top streamer where you can do this full yep. time. You might not be able to make decent money on this platform and all that. Yep. But if the other option is being able to 
do more things in real life because you're able to push yourself. You've been able to push yourself out of your comfort zones. You've been able to meet new people that has now allowed you to be able to travel more, go and meet people, go and go outside and be more you. That is a good kind of byproduct oh, yeah. that's, of that's streaming. something that's definitely come out of it is it's well and truly improved my social anxiety. Well and truly like mm. smash through the ceiling. Do you know what I mean? Like, literally, yeah. I could walk down the street and just have a conversation with a random person. Where two years ago, <laughs> I didn't even go out my door <laughs> over them yeah. work. You know what I mean? Right. That was it. I wouldn't speak to nobody unless I was on the game, like, and tell them to fuck off at this shit. And yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> apart, apart from that, yeah, yeah th- that was it. There was no socializing with anybody other than the messes and the kids and going to work. But you don't go to work to make friends. You go to work to earn your paycheck. You go home. It's as simple right. as that. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can meet friends through work. And I have done, like, that I'm still friends with now from old jobs and stuff like that. But you get a job to go and earn your paycheck, come home, pay your bills. It's as simple as that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, I always got called, um, well, not called anything, but I always got took the piss out of because I never used to go to, like, staff like night outs and stuff like that. It's like, well, no, I come to work to earn money, not go to work to spend money. Max. Do you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. even buying lunch and shit in, in work, it's like, no, I'd rather not eat anything, wait till I go home and get a nice dinner. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just buy a bottle of water or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah, what's the point going spending five to ten pound on a lunch while you're in work? Save that five to ten pound, go home and just have a nice cooked meal. Max, Max, Do you know Max. what I mean? No, 100%. I agree. So, um, for those of you that are new to the podcast or have been a long time listener, we like to wrap words. We like to wrap up the podcast with happy endings. Uh, it's basically some positive stories that we feel need to be elevated. We like having guests on because we like to get their perspective on the happy ending, too. So, this week, uh, I think you started last week, Chris. So, I'll start this week. Or really, it doesn't matter. Do you want to go first or should I? No, when you go, play. All right, cool. So this week, uh, I picked a, you know, kind of an easy one that I, I like to harp on a lot. I'm a big nature guy. So this week, I was perusing the happy uh, Good News Network. I get all my good news from the Good News Network. Shout out to them, guys. Um, and I'm a big fan of, like, conservation and nature. And one of the, the articles this week talks about sea turtles and how conservation is actually paying off, especially in Western Africa. Um, let me just pull up the article real quick and I'll give you sort of like a primer. So it says, uh, dramatic boom in nesting sites of sea turtles as conservation in West Africa pays off. Uh, Cape Verde is where the article is centered and it talks about how from 2015 to 2020, there's been a 2000% increase in, um, sea turtle nesting sites going from as low as 10,000. 725 turtle nesting sites to over 200,000. So not only has this benefited the turtle population, like the sea turtle population around Cape Verde, but it's also been beneficial for the country. And conservation has been a big boom as a whole because one of one of the shifts that made this such a successful effort was people who were caught poaching or had had been convicted of poaching didn't get jail time they were given community service and the community service was you now have to work the nesting sites with the conservation teams so 
these poachers learned that the animals that they were poaching have life cycles and, and various other things. They weren't just viewed as a commodity. So basically, yeah. in a way, this is going to sound weird, but it, it humanized the sea turtle in a way to these poachers. So as they worked with these rangers to protect what they were killing, it yeah. educated them to alternative means. The other thing that really works successfully is shifting the perception of sea turtles as food items and delicacies to the people of West Africa, to living viable creatures that will benefit the environment and bring in avenues of tourist money outside of food and tour uh, poaching because people are going to want to come and see these motherfucking animals. Yeah. And there's a lot of criticism around conservation, whether it's effective or not, whatever, whether the methods are effective. And this just proves that conservation is a valuable tool to where humans and animals can live, uh, like cohabitate together to where the the sea turtle can flourish and Cape Verde can flourish as a byproduct of the sea turtle flourishing thoughts. Yeah. Well, like it's like, it's like a lot of the conversations that we have with the, the happy endings as well. Like every time we've talked about like conservations or anything that helps the environment, one constant thing that comes up is how it's also helping the infrastructure of the locations as it's if it's happening, be it a way influx of tourism, influx of like businesses coming to be able to kind of work like hotels and stuff like that. So it's like it's a, it's another win in the sense that yet again the numbers in like the, the, the sea turtles and the nesting and all that kind of stuff are rising. Poaching is coming down, but the area is also seen again in like uh, more tourists coming down, therefore, like more hotels, restaurants being built. That means that more jobs are being created, all because we stopped killing turtles. Hmm. Seems so simple when you think about it now, like once it's happening, like save a turtle, get a job. Facts. And, and we talked about last week when we were talking about um, like punishments for things like like people being racist and that, that there's no hate speech law in like America and stuff and Dredd had said that it doesn't feel as if uh, like jail time should be the only option and I was and I'd said that sometimes it's because that's the only option that's available to be able to find it it's the only option that would work and this kind of this kind of proves me wrong in the sense that well, there is other ways that, like what like you said, like the poachers are getting put into these uh, to go and work with the rangers instead of jail time, and it's kind of teaching them. And it is, it, it could be another byproduct of, like, well, we could implement that sort of punishment in other places, like be mm-hmm. it racism. Like, I know it's a constant, like, a guy harasses a woman, and they've got all these classes for don't be sexually harassing people and all that and it's like well that's got to a point where the classes have to be better because the classes yep. only working but like this is a good thing of well this worked maybe this is something that we can start looking to implement into other avenues especially in like poaching situations throughout kind of like the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what do you think Bill? any idea any thoughts <laughs> Well, I guess, like, anything on that side, do you know what I mean? If there's 
drastic. Like, what did you say it was? It's only a, a couple thousand to over 200,000. Yeah, ten, like, roughly a, a little over 10,000 to 200,000 nesting sites. I, that's a dramatic increase. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, literally, it's... Oh, maths is no good at the mm-hmm. moment. But, yeah, that like, that's insane. So, to see that amount, if they could implement that into other species as well, not just the turtles, and obviously get it into other, obviously, it'd be different for other species, obviously. But if you could get that and increase it everywhere, because you can see all these different species that are near extinct going extinct. Do you know what I mean? So if mm-hmm. you could make a lot of these species that are, like build all these cons- um, conservations for them, it'd be amazing. It really would. Build all the populations back up and get the animal life thriving again. Yeah. Yeah. I think one. I think one of the major takeaways from this article, especially like when I talked about it, is the alternative to jail time, right? Mm-hmm. And the education of not only the poachers but the population as a whole. Because yeah. it said, getting yeah, the poachers to work with the rangers to protect them was a huge key, but also shifting the population's view of oh, sea turtles food when other food isn't mm-hmm. available or it's a del- it's not a delicacy in a restaurant to be served or whatever. Also contributed majorly to the to the uh, resurgence of it, and I think that I think it like Chris said it's a it's a huge takeaway if you can use something as sort of an a punishment as an education. I guess yeah, that's yeah. well, that is exactly what they done. They gave like they use the education instead of the punishment, and I guess it worked out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of more cases that that could help in too. Like Chris was saying, do you know what I mean? You could take that aspect over into plenty of other things, like so, racism and abuse situations. Y- yeah, like, exactly. Like I, yeah. I can think of off the top of my head the racism thing. Like if you have like an out and out <laughs> racist who's done just nasty shit, uh-huh. we'll make them do community service at a at for the classic example. If you got a racist white dude painting on a black family. Make that white dude do community service at the inner city community center where he sees the struggle, like he experiences Uh it and that could raise, you know, change perspectives. And I think, I think applying that principle or that where, where we can would be great in other avenues as well. Like Chris said, and you highlighted. So I don't know. There's not much more I can say about this article. Normally we have a a more discussion about it, but it's just real to the point. Look, this is what we did. It worked. No debate. No yep. discussion. It's a proven fact that these methods work. Move forward. Yeah. Here's the proof. And I think that's great because who yeah. doesn't want to be on a beach somewhere and have a friendly sea turtle roll by and go, what's up, dude? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a turtle. Like, that's everybody's <laughs> dream since Finding Nemo. Exactly. Yeah, like, yo, like, Finding Nemo one for the kids and that. Like, you see that little yeah. t- noggin. Yeah, it's great. I love that article. It just, it just it was a simple, clean one, and I, oh, yeah, I, I felt it was great to touch on. But Chris, you got one too. Uh, why don't you hit us up with it? Yeah, right. Mine's is slightly outdated so far. It's not completely up to date mm-hmm. because this came out in the fourth, so it's three days more of COP26, but obviously COP26 is happening in Glasgow. Traffic is fucking terrible and diabolical. But (laughs) there's good things that are coming from it, right? Um, Obviously, COP26 is the global climate summit that 
uh, many of the world leaders kind of have came to Glasgow, got together, where they're literally tackling the climate issues of the world, not just the fucking Western world and the first world countries. Like, literally, they're trying to think. Some of the, like, so far, like, now, it's actually been quite amazing because this is three days in, right, for this thing. And they said, fortunately, most of the major stories of real note are positive ones. There have been commitments to conservation, indigenous people's rights that deserve mention, including expansion of the Galapagos Marine Reserve, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, yep. some of the highlighted ones that they've got is, like, the Green Energy and Financing. South Africa, a major carbon emitter, has signed a financial deal with some G7 countries worth $8.5 billion to help end its reliance on coal as it is the 12th largest consumer in the world. So mm. there's South Africa getting involved. Let's start making a difference. 40 parties, including the US, India, Australia, Turkey, and the EU and China, have signed on to a UK-led initiative to increase worldwide access to affordable renewable energy by 2030. That's, mm. what, nine years away? Yeah. That's a big fucking deal, especially, yeah, especially considering, like, the first one was South Africa's reliance 12th largest consumer in the world of coal. So be able to create renewable energy to the likes of like South Africa and the smaller nations that are still reliant on coal is a massive fucking difference, especially if they are creating a big thing. Um, the UK Chancellor of the Exchequer said that by 2023, so two, just over two years, or just under two years, I'd say, uh, the island nation will... The, be the first to force all publicly traded companies to release plans on how they intend to achieve net zero. Because obviously the goal is to become net zero on carbon yeah, emissions. Yeah, 100%. So the fact that uh, the UK have kind of said that all publicly traded companies must show the plans to become net zero by 2023 is another major, major move. Um, 450 global firms will form the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero and announce membership on Wednesday while the managers of 40% of the world's total investable assets have signed up to a 2050 Net Zero goals, um, including limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees. So they are saying by 2050 they want to be Net Zero, which, considering is a big thing. I know Scotland have announced that they're hoping to be net zero by 2040 mm. um, or 2045. I don't know the exact numbers, but again, everybody's moving in. But moving on to the conservation, which I know is your favourite part, Doc. Yep. Um, a Lake Michigan-sized area of ocean connecting the Galapagos and the Cocos uh, Cocos Islands of Costa Rica has been added to the Galapagos Marine Reserve, totaling 23,000 square miles which is about eight times the size of Yellowstone and protecting a marine superhighway of transiting sharks, rays, tunas, turtles, and whales. Yep. So that's a massive fucking part of the ocean where they've went, you're not allowed to do shit here, fuckers. Yeah, which, exactly. That's amazing. Which is that's good. Yep. even better. And then there's another one, world leaders who control roughly 85% of the world's forests. This is This is my favourite bit, right? have pledged to end forest loss in this decade, for which they have apportioned $19.2 in private and public money. That means that by the end of this decade, so nine years or eight years, say, they'll literally stop or end forest loss. 
mm. which is deforestation through agricultural means, through industry means, building new houses and all that. They'll stop doing this, which is a massive fucking thing. Um, yeah. And then 1.7 billion has been apportioned by the UK, US, Germany, Norway, and the Netherlands to give directly to indigenous people to aid in their substantial contribution to forest and land conservation. Because let's be honest, the indigenous people are the ones that are living within these forests. Yep. They want to keep these fucking forests. So the fact yeah. that these governments are seeing that and going, we're going to give money to these communities in order to kind of help them in their conservational kind of what they are already doing. Which again is a great thing that the fact that they're actually fucking doing something against it. Um, the last two bits that have came out is President Biden joined the hundred nations in the signing of a plan to cut methane emissions by thirty percent, which will be accomplished through the scaling back of fossil fuel production. Uh, say it lasts only two, 12 years in the atmosphere, um, but it's being considered as a way to buy time for the CO two. Which mm. can stay in the atmosphere for up to a thousand years. Yeah, that's nuts. So it's like it is a big thing. Like taking out the methane is a faster process than the CO two, but it can be a major fucking thing as well. Mm. So cutting the the methane emissions will give more time to be able to do stuff. And the last thing is at the start of the conference, India, which has up up until this point been without a major emissions reductions target committed to zeroing national em emissions by 2070, which yes. they say demonstrates real leadership from a country whose emissions per capita are about one third of the global average, obviously because such a massive country population wise. Right. It, and it's they're so dependent it's on vehicles. Be. Yeah. India is so dependent on vehicles. Yeah. That's 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 one of the things that it is. But the fact that they're now involved in this and they've went twenty seventy, we want to be a zero emissions for CO two, net zero, that's that's the kind of progress that we're like we're at that point where you have to start going, progress is progress. It doesn't matter if it's quick or, or it might be some countries are gonna take longer. Like the whole emission like a lot of people are arguing that China have this massive emissions thing. But mm. when you actually consider like there's some things like see if China make the iPhone, mm -hmm. but it then gets sent to America who use yep. the iPhone. The emissions are still put through China. Yep. So it's still China that are to blame for that those emissions, even though it's America or UK consumed products. Right. Because if the industry was in the US, it would come through the US. 100%. But at the same time, I'm sure some uh, there was somewhere that said that China have improved their forest land by like 50%. Yeah, so I think I did see that somewhere. Even though their emissions is high, like as a high population, they're actually not as high as other countries. They're actually like, I'm pretty sure like there's countries above them that actually produce more CO2 emissions mm -hmm. because... China have like nuclear power, they all ride bikes, um, they've got a lot more forest areas now where they're growing more greenery and stuff like that. So in actual fact, for being a country of such size, their CO2 emissions are actually a lot smaller than the yeah. likes of like India or America. Or yeah, even us over here, yeah. Yeah, so I think with, I think with this COP26, 
it's been more kind of driven in that it's not a political statement. It's not a China's is worse than America or America's is worse than Russia. It's a we've all fucked it. We need to fix it. Facts. Like, let's stop blaming cunts and let's actually start doing things because we're all to blame. And that's I think that's what I think that's what I'm taking away for this COP twenty six is that politicians are actually starting to understand that we're all to blame. And it's no like for so many times, like I don't know if you guys used to or docs if you used to get it, but in the UK, the advert that used to cut about is remember to switch off your light because if you don't switch off your light, you're killing this fucking sea turtle air here with your emissions. And you're like, yep. well, hold on. New York is lit up. Las Vegas is lit up. Paris is lit up. Blackpool's fucking lit up. London's lit up. Why is it me leaving my fucking light on that the problem is here? Like, no. It's the fact that Las Vegas for 24 hours a fucking day for the last 30 years has been lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. Yep. You switch your lights off, fuckers. Exactly. Yeah, we did get those adverts. So that's yeah. that's amazing to hear because the, we, we've talked about it on the podcast before. We got one Earth right now and there ain't any other options, so we better <laughs> fucking fix the shit that's going wrong. Otherwise, Mother Nature's going to fix it for her goddamn self. So yeah. I, I And I like... How COP26 is basically saying, this ain't political. We're all in this shit together. And if anybody knows me, I'm not like a one world government conspiracy guy. But like there are times where (laughs) people need to put their shit aside and be like, all right, well, let's fucking go to work. And I think with the way COP26 has got these countries to commit and they've got realistic, it seems like on the surface from what I read and um, a little bit into it, it seems like the goals aren't unrealistic or un- unachievable especially with the money that's being raised and the commitments that are, that are being given if those yeah. target numbers can be hit maybe my grandkids if i have anybody which i, I don't want anybody <laughs> if they have them great cool i'm fine they might actually enjoy a little part-time themselves instead of being stuck inside of a house yeah what do you think bill no yeah definitely like just any improvement in any case will work, to be honest, because obviously, as you both know, the world in a fucking shit show at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Especially like with this pandemic that we're coming sort of to the end now. Um, I know some places have recently still been in lockdown and stuff like that, but in the UK, we've been out of lockdown for a while now. We're coming to some sort of normality here, but other like talking about the COP26, yeah, that's just amazing. Literally, the bringing everybody in like you said docs it's not just everybody's putting their problems aside and coming together to actually sort because like i said we're all on this planet do you know what i mean there's only one of them we're all living on this rock together do you know what i mean so we we all have to do something to help out do you know what i mean it's not just one place do something for everybody else do you know what i mean we all Mm -hmm. have to take our own part and help out any way we can really because like you said the way things are going, Mother Nature's going to fucking take a toll and switch it up and proper take things yeah. back to how she wants. You know what I mean? So, yeah, de- things do need improving, definitely. And by the looks of it, it's it's yeah. in the works. It's in the works. Yeah, exactly. no, 100%, man, 100%. Uh, so... Uh, this is the point of the time where we kind of wind things down and wrap things up. But first off the bat, I want to say I do realize that there have been some stream quality dips throughout the stream. 
unfortunately i live in the northwest there's some yeah. it's raining like a motherfucker and i as much as i am a technical guy i can't control the internet so i do appreciate you guys sticking through with the buffering and whatnot Hopefully the video quality doesn't suffer as much when I pull it down and check it. I do know the audio has been clean throughout. There have been some background noise issues, which I'll be able to edit out. My son, who's usually not in the workshop, is a little louder than normal. So the crosstalk was a little bit, but I do apologize for that. Um, but we'll clean it up best we can. Everybody who stuck around through the, some of the technical up and downs, we appreciate you. Chat conversation has been great, but I want to thank our guest, Bill Bob, for being here. Good perspectives on things. Great conversation. Hey. Bill, can you do me a favor? Plug your stuff, who you are, where they can find you, what you do. First of all, I just want to say thank you again for my, having me on here. It's been a while. I've been wanting to come on. Very nervous, though. Like Just <laughs> as we were starting, I was very nervous, we say to Chris, but... Literally a couple of minutes and it's all been a breeze, man. We're all friends, um, it's yeah. all good. Yep. Yeah, um I'm Bill Bob Gaming, I stream over on Twitch Monday through Saturday. Um twitch.tv forward slash Bill Bob Gaming. I play a lot of Apex as you've heard me talking about. <laughs> um so yeah, if you're ever free, you wanna watch some FPS, come over, stop by, say hi in chat. He's really good, just you know, when he starts to get a little a little salty roast on me like, Hey, calm your shit down, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Bob's definitely. great. I love it. You definitely should give Bill Bob a follow. Chris, tell the yes. people who you are, where they can find you, brother. You know the drill. Yeah, well, um, I am Chris. Uh, you can literally get me on every platform at Chris C90, um, be it like YouTube, where like I I'm not as active as I really should be. I have to get my finger Neither am I. Neither am I. Um, Twitch, again, I have to get my finger and start doing it. Uh, TikTok. I've actually been doing like I've actually been doing TikTok and putting up some things. So like, yes, TikTok has actually been really good thing. lately. Um, to be honest, I think the main thing I'm active on is Twitter. Yeah, you really it's are. You're way um, more active than I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get me on there. I know Sam. I'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I'm going to start. There's going to be changes in my personal life, so. I'll yeah, I can't wait for that announcement. A lot more kind of mm -hmm. stuff done, um, and then we'll we'll see what it is. But yeah, Chris is C ninety across everything, uh, and you can get us at drunktank.com where we have all the right episodes, all the contacts, all the everything to be able to contact us there. Yep, and everybody knows me. I'm the old I'm the old great hair of the group. I'm Docs Ryan. You can find me across all major platforms, uh, Instagram, which I. Mostly my Instagram is dog and food. Uh, Twitter is mostly like random shit where I'm like, oh, I'm going live or I'll randomly whatever interact with somebody. TikTok, I, I need to get back into making TikToks because I was making some ground, but I, I kind of got bored with it. I was like, yeah. Eh. But, you know, you can find me across all things. Twitch, you find me five days a week on Twitch. My schedule is posted at the end of all my streams. It's located on my on my on my uh twitter profile so hey man we appreciate the conversation we appreciate you being here follow bill bob follow chris follow myself follow everybody in chat if you're a streamer or a viewer or you're active we appreciate you guys again being here and again i apologize for some of the technical difficulties that i couldn't control with the internet being the internet so guys do me a favor say goodbye bye thank you take care have a good night all right thanks guys i'll see you soon have